Welcome to Nerdables. This episode, the Gremlins are back. Doctor Who Holiday Special has old foes and friends returning. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is set to return. Fantastic Beasts finds their new Johnny. Mandalorian Chapter 12 gets upstaged. We review Mandalorian Chapter 3, and we say goodbye to the man behind the mask. I'm Ari Rain. Joining me are Chris, Ethan, and Mikey. Welcome, hey. guys. Who? Yeah, who? Hey, uh, so um, there was some Gremlins news. There's some grumbling about Gremlins. Grum, grumbling? Grumbling? Didn't we? But didn't we just talk the other day about Gremlins? Like the last? Did l- we? I think the Probably. last. Because I think I asked the question: Aren't they doing an animated series? Because I forgot mm. whether that was true oh, really? or not. Yeah, it was weird yeah. because it just we were just like last episode talking about, you know, all these shows that are being rebooted and stuff like that and coming back. Um, as a matter of fact, because one of the things we were talking about, it may not have been last week, it may have been the week before, when we were talking about Mads uh, possibly being, you know, Fantastic Beast. But, uh, yeah, just all of a sudden there was this Gremlins 3 news. Christopher Columbus provides an update to Gremlins 3. And it was, you know, just like, hey, you know, did somebody, somebody listen to us and then got to Christopher Columbus and said, hey, weren't you doing Gremlins 3? And then they decided to... I don't remember that they were doing it. three. I just thought they were doing an animated series. So, last year, Warner Brothers took ownership of the Gremlins trademark and the franchise, and they were working on an animated series called Gremlins, The Secret of the Mogwai. Mogwai. But... There is also a third film that Christopher Columbus is writing, or he he wrote the original one, so he's writing this one. Um, he says uh, he says uh, I would I would love to do it. I wrote the script. There is an existing script. We're working out some of the rights issues right now, so we're going to try to figure out what the best time to make this film would be. I was, what Mike Christmas again? <laughs> I know, right? I would still do it the same way. I would. Do the do it as a tangible puppets, not CGI. Maybe having you know we have a stop motion scene in the first Gremlins, but I don't think we do much CGI in the Gremlins three. Yeah, you can think. I of feel like, yeah, I feel like they would do a ton of CGI. It'd be cheaper for them. The studio would probably want to do it. Ethan, you sound way far away. Um, How about now? The budget on the first film was fifty million dollars. Yeah, there's a lot of puppets to use. Yeah. The puppet work in that is amazing. Did he not write the second one? I don't know. I'm surprised. He, I did, I forgot he wrote the first but one. But here's the funny thing. Does not, see, does not seem like the type of person who wrote Gremlins. How much do you think Gremlins did in the box office? Real box office or adjusted for inflation? Real box office. What do you say? Million. Cost 50? No, number two. Cost 50. 95. 41.5. That's it? Oof. And it did 21 million in video rentals. Rentals. <laughs> you remember those? It grossed 210 million worldwide. So, yeah. With and then a, they decided to make another one. That other one rocks, though. That <laughs> yeah, second yeah. one is so much better. Because they realized this is stupid. Oh, actually, I'm the second sorry. one is sorry, just all over the place. Those were, those were the numbers for the new batch, Gremlins 2. Okay, yeah, because Gremlins okay. 2 was not a success. Right. This was not a success. 
The original had a worldwide gross of two hundred and ten million on a budget of eleven million. Damn! Wow. Yeah, as I say, the first one's not that expensive. What did it make here, though? Did it tell you? Uh, doesn't tell me what it made here. But yeah, I I just, <laughs> this is my favorite part. Of the second one is when they start that weird story, and they're like, "Where the hell is this going?" This is stupid to say. The first one, it tells that like Christmas story. The, the, we were there, uh, the, the cabin. Like, what the hell is this? President's doing this Day. It was, a, it was. She was telling about Princeton yeah. Day. It's so stupid. Uh, yeah, it was both. Uh, Chris Columbus wrote both of them, and Joe Dante directed both. They did. They did write both of them. Mm. The second one is my favorite. That one's fantastic because it's just so dumb. In a it's great way. It's so all over the place. It's though. The, that's the so problem that's with the it. Be- well, that's the best part of it. I think I've only seen it once or twice because it's had, so I'm good. It just takes <laughs> you know? that concept and just goes like, "This is this is just going to be dumb." Christopher yeah. Lee I was in it, seeing all the different. Gremlins. All the yeah. different gremlins, yeah. the well, idea of like this this building of the future or whatever mm-hmm. they had, you know, this huge it was, building. It was, was a take on Trump Tower. Yeah, it was so. It, it was, was I love that. <laughs> what he shoots the other gremlins. Now, if I shoot him in the face, would that be civilized? <laughs> Funny, yes, but not civilized, no. So the original <laughs> one, the original did $153 million, and internationally it did 251000 <laughs> 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 Um, Yeah. Well, so, back then it was different too. You didn't, right? A lot of American movies were not as our know, international as fans were uh, were smart. <laughs> Gremlins two did forty one million domestically, nothing internationally. <laughs> yeah, they're like, yeah, we're good. We've seen the first one again. The eighties, some of those foreign markets, unless it was a really, really big film, did not get those types of films at right. all. Well, you know, the, the idea the of doing these individual Gremlins came from. A few of the individual gremlins we had in the original. You remember we had the you know you had Spike originally, yeah. you know, and then in the second one you had Stripe, you know, which was the leader of the of the gremlins. Yeah. But then you had in the original one you had the Flasher one. You had the the gremlin with the uh, with the popcorn buckets on its ears. Mm-hmm. You, know, you had those type of individual female and gremlin. No, that was the two. That's the second one. Oh, I thought you guys. So were then, Christopher Lee was in charge of a genetic splicing level of the the clamp tower. Yep. And so they, you know, they <laughs> brain, you know, they got in there with it, and the, they ended up injecting this brain one, you know, brain matter. Or no, I'm sorry, one of the gremlins started injecting itself, and it ended up being this brain enhancing, and so he became the brain, became and he started one. enhancing. The other so ones. sad. Christopher Lee is such an amazing, classically trained actor, and he does a movie like this. He's also <laughs> someone who killed people in World War II. <laughs> that's the best. That's the best Lord of the Rings story ever. <laughs> so you got to wonder what Gremlins three would be. And yeah. they talked about bringing back the you know Phoebe Cates or Phoebe Cates. Yeah, Phoebe, yeah, Cates. Phoebe yeah. Cates. Yeah, Phoebe Cates is the female lead. In, yeah, uh, they, and whatever the who's guy, the who's the male lead? Is it Billy it, Peltzer? Is that that's, the, a, oh. that's a character. Oh, no, uh, Zach Galligan. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think he's worked since the 80s. <laughs> well, I'm sure he's worked. He just hasn't worked in Hollywood. Um, he's been I mean, look, burgers. if he can take some time off from McDonald's, he might be able to do three. <laughs> Last thing you did was bad candy. <laughs> <laughs> that, in 2020. Oh, in 2020. Mm-hmm. Still working. And so Little, little Willie. <laughs> <laughs> Has he been in a movie that isn't a porn? <laughs> wasn't uh, bad candy that one that was hard candy that was hard candy yeah. okay that's like no nah, it's a bunch of b crap yeah 
Well, at least he's still working. Still as getting an actor. checks. It's the it's the horror stuff like Hatchet Three and <laughs> End It All Now. <laughs> Thank God for Jaundice. What? It was an episode. Of, there was an episode of Thank God for Jaundice. Thank God for Jaundice. <laughs> wow. Really. Holy crap! Wow. Night Beast. But you also have to think back the in the eighties. Back in the eighties, you got juicelin. if you weren't a major star, you got typecast into roles very easily. Yes. Major stars got typecast into roles very easily, too. Uh, Hi, I'm Mark Hamill. I can't do anything. Right. (laughs) Juzlim. Abdul Rashid is an architect who is in love with an attorney named Rachel Caldwell. Their religion is the one thing that is keeping them apart. Abdul is Islamic and Rachel is Jewish. (laughs) Juzlim. Juzlim. Wait, I thought you said Juzlim. What what is... Juzlim. Oh like Lord! Jewish and Muslim yeah. put together. That it sounds is. like it's a. It sounds like it's a Jewish theme park. Praise land, <laughs> Jerusalem. Jerusalem is a theme park. Yeah. Well, you know, there, there's a lot of adventure going on there. Um. Anybody excited for Nerd of Nerdables three? <laughs> no, nobody's excited for Nerdables. <laughs> the answer to both those questions, unfortunately, is no. <laughs> Gremlins three. No, I have no interest in it. Um, the cartoon sounded interesting because you can do so much in animation. Oh yeah, it'd be interesting to see what it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, Except Chris Columbus the, you is know doing the, it, but what do you really do once you get like like Ethan says? The second one is all over the place. Now it's great in that time period, mm-hmm. but you have two films that did not even thematically are close. Mm-hmm. Right. You basically what Gremlins. Gremlins two is a parody of Gremlins. Oh totally. He just looked at it and was like, okay, this is not exactly what we set out to make. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Yeah. It's kind of <laughs> scary, but not really. It's got this adorably cute little Muppet thing mm-hmm. and these weird creatures that are there. Mm-hmm. I have a story in the middle of it that goes nowhere. Nobody in this film is acting all that well. I don't really know where any of this is going. There's no plot. There's no the conclusion is whatever. So Chris Columbus, because he's Chris Columbus and he's got a sense of humor about himself, is like, I'm going to come out and make a film. That's a complete parody of the film I already made. Yes. The best actor then, in that but, movie was the brain, <laughs> brain gremlin. It's yeah. like he, it's like he scary movied himself. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Well, I mean, because the first one is listed as a horror film. Yeah, it's yeah. also is, isn't is it that movie the one that created PG thirteen or was it the first that was PG thirteen? I don't. It's something in there. I can't remember what was the I first one. The first Gremlins one. is PG. Yeah, Gremlins is PG. I think it was it was one of, if not the film that cre- that, that the MPAA yeah. said we need to right. create a do du- a new, we need uh, to create a dude, a new thing for it, a new rating system. It's not quite R, but it's not quite R. PG. R, um, R for pirates. <laughs> no, I mean, I have mixed feelings about this because I love Gremlins. I even I even enjoyed t- the, take the new batch. Take the nostalgia out of it, okay. and looking at it as a film perspective well we talked about this then you'll then you can get your answer we talked about this when we were talking about how they want to remake short circuit yeah there's certain 80s films you don't need you had to remake and that's it well that's the thing never ending story if he's not making a remake okay if he's doing a true gremlins 3 a true sequel yeah yeah. it could be fascinating to bring gremlins to a modern society when is gremlins 2 90 1990 1990 yeah it's 30 years. Jesus Christ, it's 30 years ago. <laughs> yep. So, so wait, three decades 
give me give me Mogwai with just all gray hair. So wait, the, he's all super tired. And he's really that, that he's never got died. A, actually, <laughs> he's got a long beard like Gandalf, yeah. and he, he's got the staff like Yoda. So wait, so no, so Gizmo is now the car- the shopkeeper. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it was this one in Temple of Doom that inspired the MPAA to. Make PG-13. Temple of Doom wasn't PG-13? No. Temple of Doom was PG? Apparently. There was before that rating. Many felt the movies were too violent for a PG, okay. but not violent enough for an R. What was the first PG-13 movie, does it say? Uh, I seem to remember that from film class in college. It was some movie that no one had ever heard. Dream, Dreamscapers, Dreamwalker, Dreamfighter, something, I don't know. Um. Anyway, <laughs> for, for Gremlins, well, Mikey looks it Red up. Red Dawn. Red Dawn was not the first PG-13 movie, was it? First Red movie Dawn. to be released with a PG-13 rating. Huh. 1984. Wow. Look at the sways. Wolverines. Yep. Um, Wolverines! Because Chris Columbus is doing it, I don't have a... I'm, I'm not going to say I'm excited, but I'm also not like, oh, this is so stupid. Because he's doing it, it'd be interesting to see what kind of take they would come up with the idea of them in in modern times. So the Or electrical- decides to make it a prequel and be like the 1970s Gremlins. Or going back even further in the 1940s. So the origin of Gremlins. You have the electric Gremlin that, go, that goes through the phone line in the new batch. <laughs> it's been traveling through the phone lines all the way up till it's, now. It's the the whole so now it's gotten to the, the whole internet. internet was created by the electric Gremlin. <laughs> That's why the internet sucks so bad. It's created by a monster of evil. <laughs> the electric Gremlin the is Al Gore. Yeah. I created the internet. <laughs> My wife doesn't want you to listen to rap music. That's a pretty good Al Gore. <laughs> Super thrilling. <laughs> <laughs> you are listening to me talk. I spent um, the last $10 on this talking Al Gore doll. <laughs> I, I don't know. I think, I think it's a true true sequel. It, might it could work. be good. Um, again, I'm not excited for it, but I'm also not. If someone said they were excited for it, I wouldn't be like, you're an idiot. <laughs> you know? I'd be like, yeah, yeah I get idiot. it. I'm excited for Gremlins 3. You're dumb <laughs> that's not what i'm saying at all i was like oh okay i get it you know cool i could have i mean if you have i mean if it's comedy the comedy in it too it, yeah yeah if it's the same people then it's, yeah. it's, you know it's, it's gonna, gonna be fit. closer to gremlins 2 than yeah, one I you'll think. fit or he just flips it and just straight horror, horror. just straight <laughs> r-rated gore fest gremlins just like ripping the like throats out of people chopping people's oh, heads yeah. off and no he throws a complete curveball and makes it like a rom-com just gremlins. It's just, well, he has hey, no humans in it at all. It's all so just gremlins. The female gremlin. No, was, porn. Porn gremlins. The female gremlin was left at the end. I'm saying, yeah. She she gets could. it on with the. Uh, with w- Billy? No, no. Uh, he becomes. Oh, God. What's his name? He becomes the. Uh, he's the holodeck. He's the hologram doctor in Voyager. Um, that guy. That guy. Who seemed to Helix. never have hair. Phoenix, Cleelix, whatever his name is. Mm-hmm. Um, Beejer. No. You're <laughs> <laughs> Beejer's from Star Trek, the most yeah. picture. <laughs> I know Sebastian loves that film. God, that film is boring. I like that film. The film is boring. <laughs> I still like that film. The point to where the producer said, boy, the second one better have somebody shoot someone. Because <laughs> this was boring. <laughs> <laughs> it was like nine hours to get to the end. <laughs> so, um, Doctor Who is coming back soon for the... Who? Ho- Doctor Who. Who? Yeah, exactly. Does anyone remember Doctor Who exists? When was the last time Doctor Who was on TV? Was that 
2008? For Christ's sakes, it's been forever. They're like, um, hey, we've got we got an old doctor. Nobody likes him because he's not effable. Because everyone's like, Matt Smith is so hot because he has no eyebrows and a plastic face, and I want to do him. Then they get the old guy. The fandom disappears completely because all of a sudden, 15-year-old girls aren't interested. Yes, it does. He's the only one I've ever been interested in. He's there for a season. And then they have a woman. Everyone's like, yes, this is amazing. This is awesome. And then everyone else is like, this is the worst thing that's ever happened to America and England. Jody <laughs> Whitaker. And then <laughs> who is? they had like four episodes, and no one's ever talked about it since. Uh, actually, she's already had two seasons. Four episodes makes up two seasons? Sure. <laughs> when was the, when was the last episode actually aired? The last episode aired on March first, twenty twenty. Yesterday, that came out this year. That was this year. I don't remember a single person that said they watched <laughs> Doctor Who this year. I watched Doctor Who this year. You there you, talk there about you it. go, Chris. <laughs> well, I mean, you can. There's follow been the, a lot that's happened this year. Yeah, you can follow. You can follow the whole Doctor Who fandom in this house. I got a TARDIS. I got 43 pictures of every Doctor Who that's ever existed. Doctor Who, Doctor Who, Doctor Who, Doctor Who. Peter Capaldi shows up. I kind of like this, and then everything's gone. Well, no, we still have it. We just have, don't have room for things. You though. were obsessed with Doctor Who. Well, it hasn't been on as much. My point exactly. <laughs> but no, Jodie Whittaker, to me, is the best of David Tennant, Matt Smith, Peter Capaldi. And her own incarnation. She she has managed I'm sure to, she's fine. I'm talking about the pop culture response to Doctor Who has disappeared in America in the last two years. Well, it's because, I mean... It's look because at nobody wants to bang Peter Capaldi. But even, even look at BBC America itself has America. dropped off the map completely. Yeah. I mean, Mikey, you remember, there were there was tons of shows. Oh, yeah. They had Orphan Black. They had White, uh, White Chapel. They had... I almost said White Castle. <laughs> Harold and Kumar. They did have a lot. Yeah. Did they, they have any that didn't have colors in them? What? <laughs> Doctor Who. Um, Orphan Black. But there, there has been a, there has been a lot of people that have been upset with her new with her companions. They yeah. haven't liked the new the yeah, companions. She has like a whole football team. She has three of them. Only three. Is it Doctor Who or Doctor Whore? <laughs> she said a whole football team. Well, we did find out that they just announced because they announced the trailer drops either for the Christmas for the yeah well there it used to be Christmas now they're doing it New Year's last oh really the last couple of years have been New Year's why I don't know because they can't finish them in time for them to be out on <laughs> Christmas it's so, been a Christmas special I know but yeah they the last few have dropped on, on so her well yeah hers her, only hers but the one the transformation would have been. Change. Uh, well, did they not have special? one one year and everybody right. lost their mind? Or did she not? Uh, or or did? Smith to Capaldi was in the Christmas special, going Capal- wasn't it? Going Capaldi to Whitaker. Did we even see that transformation? Uh, yes, we did. Yes, yes, that was done on um, January first. No, yeah. excuse me. No, that should have been the Christmas special. Uh, December. It was December two thousand seventeen. That we oh, had three years ago that she became the doctor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So December seventeenth, okay. excuse me, December Christmas Day, yes. two thousand seventeen. Was <laughs> his a lot ex- has passed, Chris, this year. His ex no, it's it the fact that it's taken him two. It's taken him three years <laughs> to get the date right. It December, was, January first, seventeen. Well, I'm Christmas 
New but Year's Kwan was it Kwanzaa? But here's the one I'm getting Boxing to. Day. It was the day before Boxing Day. Passover. Okay, so his exit, which was Twilight, or excuse me, Twice Upon a Time, okay, was on December twenty fifth, two thousand seventeen. Her first episode as a doctor was October seventh, two thousand eighteen. Yeah. So then, yeah. So she's technically, you know, three seasons. 11, 12, and now 13. This will be her 13, her third season. This will be her third season. And her two male companions are exiting the, at the Christmas special. We also have the return of the Daleks. The return of the Daleks. And we were kind of teased at the end of... People just go upstairs and they've been defeated. Well, we we're, were teased... <laughs> Exterminate, damn it. <laughs> We were teased at the end of The Timeless Child, which was the season finale of the last season. Baby Yoda was in it? No. What? <laughs> Timeless Child. <laughs> that uh, Captain Jack Hart- Harkness was oh, coming back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. John Barman. Was that the episode with the with Nicola Tesla? No. No? No. That one was earlier on. That was episode four of last season. But so we get the return of Captain Jack in the holiday special and the Daleks. At the same time, we get the exit of the two, ma- you know, her two male companions. So it's going to be an interesting episode. We haven't had one since March. We don't know when uh, next season is going to start. Yeah. You know, it's been obviously de- delayed with COVID and everything else. So they got together to shoot an hour. Pretty much. COVID. Seems like a wonderful use of time. Well, they, at least they, they, they wanted to at least have one more. They wanted to continue with the holiday specials. That's well, like yeah. a tradition. Yes. They? So they, yeah, what yeah. was, didn't they miss a year? No. Seemed to swear I remember them saying everyone was losing their mind because there wasn't a holiday special. It, that's when they put it on New Year's. Because everybody, every, they were supposed to have it on December 25th, and then they ended up having it on New Year's Eve. But everybody thought they weren't going to get a holiday special. And they said, no, 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 you're getting one, but it's not going to be your mm. Christmas episode like normal. Because mm. the Christmas episodes were always a big event. You know, they're, they were, a lot of the times, they were the transition between doctors. Yeah. <laughs> what? The phone in the uh, offensive coordinator's office there is, like, super old school. Oh. Um, Can't hack that one. <laughs> yeah. That's probably it. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, it'll be interesting to see where they take Jodie Whittaker her character, especially after removing some of her, you know, uh, her companions, and, and companions don't stick around. You know, it might are be, they replacing you know, them, or are they just getting having her? Right now, down they haven't one. said. They they talked about at least one of them leaving. We knew one of them was going to be leaving at some point. Mm-hmm. We just didn't know which companion at that time. Now it seems like it's going to be two of them because the majority of them only had one companion. Usually, usually. Yeah. Um, I know, like usually. Matt Smith had two. Matt Smith had he two. He sort of had two. Amy was his, and Rory just tagged along because yeah. he was hers. So, so no. The older doctor, I mean, the, the original doctor had, had two or three at one point. The second doctor oh, had... Oh, uh, what's his name? Hartley? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, according um, to Mikey, she's had, had a football had team. So. <laughs> he had Barbara. He had his granddaughter. Barbara. Um, there were, uh, there's, there's been a couple that I've had, too, yeah. Uh, you know, and they have multiple. I mean, Peter, I mean, Peter, 
David Tennant had like four or five over the years. Yeah. Over the years, though, not throughout the season. Yeah, I, I mean, mean at once. Usually, yeah. I feel like usually at once they, they just try to keep it one like or two five or six. Because I know, yeah. I think Matt Smith also had Clara too, didn't he? At the, at the, at the end. end, after yeah. after yeah. Rory and Amy got stuck in the past, right. mm-hmm. then he got Clara, and then Clara was with Capaldi. Capal- for a little Capaldi was Clara the one everybody hated? No, it was the one after Clara, Bill. Bill, who didn't stick around long. She was only I think a season and a half. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. But you know, Whitaker's coming up. Uh, on being one of the longest running ones pre- before long. If she sticks around to season 14, she will be, I think it'll be her or Tennant still with the longest run. Right. Because Tennant right now has the longest run. Yeah. Especially if you can, if you all add in <laughs> the, the number of years, she might beat him just because it doesn't <laughs> seem to be a lot. Of that seasons. is true. And she, she runs with that BBC idea. We have three seasons. How long did it take you to do them? 45 years. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sherlock has what ten episodes? It comprises nine seasons or whatever. Sherlock has, no. I think, four seasons that composes like nine years. Yeah, and like nine and episodes. There's only six episodes or something yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, some of those are like three episodes each. Yeah, yeah. But they're so good. Though. They're like three hour long episodes, especially good when you realize the two of them hate each other. Well, that's why. That's why in England or in Europe they consider them series, series yeah. instead of seasons. Because it's just, you know, when they can get together or when they they put together a new yeah. series of it. Yes, but they also call cigarettes a homophobic slur. So. <laughs> not anymore. Yeah, they try not to. <laughs> like, maybe uh, we should change that. I was watching 1917, and, and which is brilliantly shot. I just, that is amazing. Told you. And, you know, they get to, you know, the point where they're on the, um, where he gets, after his partner dies and he's on the. Spoiler. Movies 1917. Yeah. yeah, it's been out since 1917. <laughs> when he gets on to the... Movie's 103 years old. <laughs> yeah. When he gets on with the caravan of other soldiers, mm-hmm. you know, they're wanting to have a, sick, a smoke, and, you know, they still use that. I was like, wow. They actually added that. I, I was surprised they, they added mm-hmm. the term in yeah, there. They should, though. It's oh, what it was back then. Yeah. Um, Is that what we're naming this episode? <laughs> no. Not at all. Narratable smoke sound. Fancy a beep. <laughs> Hey, so um, fancy a beep. <laughs> Speaking of beeping, Agents of Shield. Mikey just told us is is returning in some form or another. What's that have to do with beeping? Mm. I don't know. Because we're cursing so much about it coming back. <laughs> well, we're cursing. <laughs> I guess. It. I think we're more scratching our heads, going, "Why?" Mikey, fill us in on the information that you just found they, out about. Uh, Colin Farrell. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Colin Farrell's the Colin Agents Farrell. <laughs> Uh, they said November thirtieth. Uh, tomorrow, no. Is that tomorrow? Mm-hmm. Tomorrow's November thirtieth. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> Why does um, that suck? Does <laughs> uh, that even give you time to pull it back up? Uh, Marvel producer Jeffrey Colo posted a cryptic tweet earlier that caught the eyes of diehard agents of Shield fans. All um, five of them. I missed. Playfully it. alerted fans that future that a future Shield project is on its way and it'll debut. Tomorrow, apparently, on Twitter. I don't know. Project so will probably do, the I guess information. Just the information yeah. will yeah. be on Twitter. Well, yeah, I don't think it ages as shit. They're going really low budget <laughs> to put it on Twitter. <laughs> you're going to get it in 20-second clips. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to Quibi. 
It's uh, context, form, and time and location are entirely secret. But season, it w- should star Ming-Na Wen, but mm. not possible. Season seven, we just won't die. Yeah. I think it made it to... Or this, is this season seven? I don't know, because then they cut like one of the seasons in half over an entire year or something like that. They cut like a like, couple of the seasons in half. No, like this was like January to January. They said it was the same season or something like that. Well, I don't know anymore. He didn't reply to any of the tweets or any of the speculation that everybody was talking about. So, But he did uh, like some tweets that uh, suggested it was a reunion charity project. Ah. Oh. So. Agents of Shield a reunion charity project. It just ended like a month ago. <laughs> I don't know. For Agents of Shield oh, ran for 136 episodes, of which two thousand three of them were good. 2013 to 2020. I believe it. Which was seven episodes, seven seasons. <laughs> Would have been good if it was just seven episodes. <laughs> One episode. One episode here. Yeah. <laughs> it's a BBC show. <laughs> the last season was May 27th, 2020 to August. 12th of 2020. Burn those off during the summer. <laughs> well, that's what they ended Although up Although this year, I was like, we burn them off out of the summer. People will actually be home to watch them. <laughs> yeah. The the last two seasons, they ended up becoming a summer filler show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why it felt like. It became a summer show. <laughs> it's been a filler show for a long time. <laughs> I still liked it. It did evolve into something much, much better than it was. It's so funny. It's because. It's not that hard. Uh, what's his name that you hated? Um, Ferguson. <laughs> Uh, no, uh, <laughs> Brent Dalton, Grant Ward. Ugh. Yeah. Wanted, you know, was asked if he was coming back for the finale because they brought back a lot of stuff. And he goes, they didn't ask me. <laughs> <laughs> you know why? Because only one worst actor in Hollywood and it's Jai Court. <laughs> <laughs> Two of them could be twins. <laughs> Has the charisma of a stone. A small stone that's very cold and buried underground. Hey, he was the voice. Not a Roman pillar. He was the voice of Parasite and uh, Rudy Jones in uh, Superman: Rudy Giuliani. Tomorrow, good for him. Looks like he did some uh, Lifetime or um, Hallmark movies. He he looks like a Hallmark movie. <laughs> Just the whole movie. Yeah, <laughs> he looks like a Hallmark. He looks like a Hallmark movie. That's exactly said that he, what a Hallmark he looks movie like a, would a be. Hallmark I'm curious. Movie actor. I'm curious as to what looking like a Hallmark movie. Super <laughs> safe. Super nothing, nothing, nothing out of the blue is going to come at you. You know it's going to be bad, but it's still going to be okay because it's still bad, but it's still going to end the way that you expect it to. There's no Hallmark movie that ends with the girl looking at the guy and goes, "No, I'm going I'm to do something." I changed my says, mind. Yeah, you remember the redhead? I'm going to stay with my husband rather than you know. Do you remember the redhead in Justified? The girl. Which one? The one that was. Towards the end of the series that was with the... Uh, yeah, it's Alicia Witt, isn't it? I think so. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then with, with the family? Yeah. That, yeah. Oh, who's the... Who was the big deal? He was the brother. Crowder? No. No, no. That, that crime family, it's in the fourth season, I think. Yes. It's that actor that does a bunch of... It's that actor that does a bunch of stuff. Great description. <laughs> Good job, Chris. <laughs> that one guy who did that thing that we saw. Just anyway... Bad. It's the sister who's the lawyer, right? Yes. That's Alicia Witt. That's Alicia yes. Witt, yeah. She is like a Hallmark, like in almost totally. every Hallmark, every, almost every Hallmark movie. 
I've seen her like in Chick needs a paycheck. Four or five. Every time I walk she was in, in a, she was in a bad sitcom, and then she was in a season of Justified. Yeah. Every time I walk in and Beth's watching a movie or a Hallmark movie, I'm like, hey, that's you know what? That's what's your name from Justified? No, you should walk in every time she's watching a Hallmark movie and go, oh, I just saw this part. No, wait, it was a different <laughs> movie yesterday, just the same exact. Well, thing. I told her. I do love that meme. That meme that shows all the Hallmark movie posters. Yeah. And then next to it is all the Marvel movie posters. <laughs> and it says, when you're looking at her Hallmark movie posters and you go, ugh, she's looking at your Marvel posters and going, ugh, because they do. Most of them look exactly the same. same. Yep. And it makes a point. A lot of Marvel movies, really just the same movie. Oh, yeah. We still get super excited for it. Like, oh, yeah, dude. That cool looking dude who couldn't beat the bad guy finds out some cool way to beat the bad guy at the end, which is every movie that's ever existed. Like, all of a sudden, the crane kick works. Come on, Johnny. Just kick him in the well, nuts. Well, that's what I told her. I was like, you know, I used your X-Men, you know, plot analogy. I said, there's only four plots that they have for Hallmark movies. No, there's only one plot that they have for Hallmark no, movies. No, no, no. They have, they have the girl that has a, a, a fiancé boyfriend that they're... Cheating on her. Well, no. Her, her, he's cheating on her or he doesn't... He's a dick or something he's a like dick. that. And her boss or, you know, the new guy in town she falls in love with. She has to choose between her career and love. They have I'm the gonna stay in the middle of making nowhere Georgia and earn four bucks an hour <laughs> rather than moving to New York City and making 125k. You know, then they throw have the, that movie in the trash. <laughs> they have the one where the girl doesn't have a boyfriend, but she's told her parents that she has a boyfriend, so she's got to come back for Christmas or something. So she hires the actor, or brings somebody that's not her boyfriend. That was that Ryan Reynolds, Sandra Bullock. Movie. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then they end up falling in love during the whole thing. And you know, <laughs> it's a Ryan Reynolds, Amy Smart movie. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds has done a couple of these too. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds has done Hallmark movies. We're going. Oh, that's what the proposal that's is. The one, that's the one that I want to see. Just friends. I need a I need a Hallmark movie that's like Ryan Reynolds and Gary Oldman <laughs> and like, like well, Dame Judi Dench. Just like this cavalcade of like big stars and Oscar winning star actors. Hey, Hallmark <laughs> Hallmark movie. You got to give it to Hallmark this year. They did add their first gay couple into it. So not many black people though. <laughs> They're still not progression. They got, they got, we're at Hallmark. Got to the gays before we got to the black. <laughs> There's the other one too. Was it like the, it, she's a single mother too? Isn't there? It was the Crow family. Yes. Yeah, yeah, Michael, Rapp- Michael Rappaport. Michael Rappaport. Michael, yes. Yes. I couldn't remember. I was like, it's Michael something. Michael Rappaport. Yeah. Um, He's a guy that you don't see or you don't think would be in a show like Justified. He was good too. He, yeah. yeah, he was really good. Yeah. <laughs> he was surprisingly good in it. You always think of him as well, like the, the dirty comedian, movie. you know, like the, that kind of comedy. Well, he's been a lot of that type of stuff. Yeah. That, that were, it's, I mean, look, he's going to show up in Mandalorian before long. I'm yeah, because sure. he's a comedic actor. <laughs> it's like everybody else. <laughs> Just part of the contract of making the, the Mandalorian is we have to hire one comedian per episode. It's sort of like if we don't hire people that already have a bank account with Disney, we have to fire, we have to hire a comedic <laughs> actor. Speaking of actors that have a uh, bank account already with Disney, Johnny Depp's replacement has been announced for Fantastic Beast. Confirmed for it. Yeah. Confirmed. Mm-hmm. Yes. As far as we can tell. We, we said a few weeks ago that Mads... Mickelson. Mickelson. Mickelson, yeah. It's going... Jack Nicholson? <laughs> yes. Mads Mad, Mickelson. Mads, Mads Max. Yes. Isn't it Mads Michelson? It's Michelson. Michelson. I don't know. It's, it's, I, it's, I, uh, it's M-I-K-K. It should be Michelson. Michael. Michael. Mickelson. Mickelson. You say Mickelson, I say Michael. No, because Mick would be with a C. Can we have our uh, resident British person confirm or deny? Michelson. 
not British. Yeah. <laughs> He's Danish. Oh, well. Yeah, Mads That's isn't why a British, British person can't yeah, confirm then, then it. it be, then it should be Michelson. Anyway, Jin Erso is go, or uh, uh, Galen Erso is going to be. The hell's that character's name? I did say. <laughs> Put it up to the microphone. Mads Mikkelsen. Mads Mikkelsen. Okay, so Mads Mikkelsen. It's going to be. Did you just find a clip of him saying his name or something? I don't know who the hell said it. <laughs> oh, it's just on, it's it's on Wikipedia. It's on very, Wikipedia. It's very, it's very so Finnish or Danish. He'll be the new Grindelwald. Grindelwald. We, we, we kind of talked about We touched about up on it. I mean, like, it's going to be... We touched on who we thought might replace him or who could replace him. And it him. could be an easy transition. Because you talked about... Story-wise. Rich talked about Colin Firth coming back or whatever. Farrell. Farrell. Colin Firth is a different person. Colin Firth would be amazing in that role. <laughs> he would be good. I mean, there's a lot of amazing actors in Harry Potter, so. Mm-hmm. But it was so funny is because we were talking about Mads, like, showing up in all these different movies where the, you could replace his character with, you know, him, or he could be in this, you know, yeah. different role. He's the white version of Idris Elba. <laughs> That's the only person that they didn't say was going to be, you know, possibly He's too busy being Santa Claus. Uh, Santa Claus, the, James Bond. They went to the North Pole, and they're like... You know what, Santa? You're being replaced. What? Oh, it's Idris Elba. We already said. I mean, this is a this isn't a bad replacement. Max, Max, actually, actually, <laughs> it could make the, it could it could make the character much darker. I do love that. Almost every response I saw in fandom groups or pop culture groups or whatever that I've been on Facebook when they said it, like, they should have played him the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Would have been a lot better. He should have been him the whole time. Like, well, they have the technology to do it. <laughs> Hey, Mads, how much? You want to make some extra money? Yeah. We're going to reshoot the whole. <laughs> We're going to reshoot. We're just going to reshoot you against the screen against each one. You're well, they only have to do Johnny it for Tip. one scene in the first one. Yeah, they don't have to do much in the first right. one, and they barely have to do anything in the second yeah. one. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, speaking of things that have been replaced digitally, and so we talked about <laughs> it was better than the other one, the beeping <sighs> one. So we talked Speaking about of beeping, chapter twelve. Of it was better than the beeping. <laughs> that's probably segue. the that's probably the best segue I've had. Is that one the beeping the one? Be- no, the, the be, uh, being replaced digitally. <laughs> so necessarily replaced. Last week removed. we were talking about chapter twelve of the Mandalorian, and all of a sudden, like two days after we recorded, it flooded the internet that there was a shot of a grip or somebody. In the scene where uh, the Mandalorian, Griff, Grief, and Kara are shooting up the Imperial facility, mm-hmm. and you one of the scenes, one in of which scenes. Grief and Kara are running yeah. down a hallway, and you get kind of this half guy in jeans and a T-shirt. So of course, what do Star Wars fans? He's do? back in the corner. So through the the uh, hallway door, or whatever the entryway, they run through to the left hand side. You can see. Half an arm, you know, one arm, a shoulder, half a torso, and a dude in you know, one leg of jeans. But the guy, who, whoever, the whoever found it, went in and they they changed the color con the contrast so that way you could actually see it because in the shot there's like you know lasers going off and mm-hmm. things like that, so you can't really see it, and it happens so fast. You'd only see it if you paused it at that right moment. It's Janet mm-hmm. ja- Janet Jackson's boob coming out. That was in the Mandalorian. <laughs> <laughs> it happened so fast; most people didn't see it until you know the no news station. Mandalorian's moving to the 18 plus service <laughs> over and over again. So, 
you know, it, it, it's one of those things where, you know, somebody luckily paused at the right moment and went, hey, look. But, of course, Star Wars fans take it to the nth degree and <laughs> made 3D prints of the, the character. You know, they put it on Started Star making Wars card backs card. for action yeah. figures. I want that card back. Jeans um, guy. Now I said, "There's a couple customizers I, I follow on Instagram that have I already said, made him to be a part of their mm-hmm. their dioramas too." <laughs> Just wait until you get the from a certain point of view book for the Mandalorian, and then you'll get his backstory <laughs> as to why he's there and why the Empire wears jeans. Yeah, it was well, Friday. I, I, it, it's, Casual Friday. Now I said it fits. Considering we found out Mon Calamarians buy sweaters from J.Q. <laughs> right? So, <laughs> and in the episode where he, the the second episode. He hasn't seen any of this. Yeah, where the, he, the Razor Crest comes to some plan and needs to be fixed. So the person who's watching him land is Mon Calamari. Mm-hmm. And he's it's on a dockside. So he's got like the big overalls or something. He looks like a deckhand for yeah, a yeah. fishing trawler. Mm. Well, under the overalls is a blue like cable knit sweater. <laughs> like you would find that in like a J. Crew or something. And so it just <laughs> became like totally. When did when did this you know space? It's nice to know there's J. Cruz in space. It's just a lot of stuff from that because it is you just grab something and it just it yeah, makes yeah. sense. You know they have a lot of the same clothes that we do. Not yeah. everyone's wearing the same. You know it Luke just had a serape for the first episode. Yeah. So that knit pattern. Yeah. <laughs> I was like that. I'm like, yep, yeah, I came out of a Sears catalog. Um, I went to LL Bean and picked it up. You know. <laughs> so of course Disney Plus, being what they are, went back and they digitally removed. The, the grip or whatever, you know, whoever it was, mm-hmm. this within the last few days. Because now it's come up where he's been, he's gone and everybody's now upset that he's been removed. He's no longer <laughs> canon. I mean, there there people were trying to make a Wookiepedia for him and all this, you know, for this thing. I just thought it was funny because... I'm, I'm waiting for the, the hashtag save the jeans guy or release yeah, the, the jeans guy cut. Like say, save the jeans well, guy. But here's the thing. As great as that episode was... And there was so much to unpack in that episode. I've seen people talking more about him than some well, of the Well, once content. it hits, I mean, you, you get you get excited in that first, like, 24 hours or whatever, and you're talking about that. And then, yes, this kind of funny thing comes through. It's, like I said, it's a shame that he's removed. We'll never know. You know future generations will never know the power of the jeans guy. Um, <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm the pirated that, copies I'm, are going to be worth a it's lot It's also now. super upsetting because now you don't get to see Gene Guy shoot first. <laughs> um, when he was being he doesn't pulled, get to say or you, have, you have um, you have a dude like pulling him off the screen, right? Like some other producer sees him and pulls him, and you're like, "No!" as he's going pulled out. And then he has like these weird eyes that blink, They're just like these huge <laughs> black orbs that all of a sudden have these big lids that come out of nowhere. Well, they got to change his voice. Close too. it through. It pissed me off when they removed him because like you can remove that, but you can't get rid of the no and Return of the Jedi. <laughs> well, you can't just hit mute. Oh no, because you don't get the music. Well, you don't get to fix. You can, still can't fix the lightsabers in the in the, the one thing. Yeah, you can't fix the lightsabers is they're they're pointing towards the screen. The problem <laughs> is you still hear that no in episode three though too. I'm, it's in episode three. I it's know, been in the whole yeah. time. I'm perfectly fine. It, it works still in terrible too. Three. Right. Someone it do, it doesn't work right. as well as if they didn't. There was a guy who went in and cut that out just to have him just to have Vader like shaking oh, with three. rage and all the stuff's exploding. And then you end it there. It's instead of, so much better. Yeah. Uh, you end it there instead of him doing I mean, the he's whole got Frank, the, he the does the Frankenstein. Even with the Frankenstein thing, it looks like, cause he's shaking so hard. Like he's in such an enraged thing, but like he can't even, there's no voice to can't his feelings. And that's part of the reason why I loved the original way the Jedi did it. There's no words underneath. He can't mm-hmm. voice what he's going to do. 
He's going to kill the man who has destroyed his life, yeah. who's been his master at that point for more than 20 years to save his son. And instead, it's, no, and I'm going to throw him off of the... Oh, yeah, it's it the does, worst the, thing James Earl Jones has ever stupid. done. Yeah. But that that also goes to the performance of the person be wearing the costume. Because you... It relate the music, you know, the, the music. The, everything the, comes everything together in that scene. It, and even just the way, you know, the, the slight, slight look. That entire scene. Uh, this, right. this is what I've said the whole time. That scene is the most important scene in the original Star Wars trilogy, obviously. Because breaks down Rebels versus Empire and Han and Leia. It breaks down to Vader mm -hmm. and Luke. And that's what it comes down to, which comes, becomes father and son. And that moment where he's looking back and forth and has to make that choice and realizes whatever choice he makes, he's not going to survive. Yeah. Right. If Luke dies, he's next because he's broken. The Emperor's going to yeah, kill him. Yeah. But if he can grab the Emperor, he can at least do something in his death that he wasn't able to do in his life. And that, that last scene where he looks and you see his head come back and he makes that choice like this is it and yeah. picks him up yeah. and throws him down a rate to shaft and then he doesn't die. He stays alive for a while, <laughs> and then Moff Gideon saves him. And then he becomes Snoke, and then he becomes oh another <laughs> form of. So, yeah. So you know there were a lot of things that we unpacked from Chapter Twelve. Chapter Twelve. One of the things you know that was Gene's guy. Was Gene's guy. Um, the most important character. Yeah. What if he shows up in the last episode? <laughs> you just see some dude with like a pair of glasses, a green shirt. He's got a container so you don't see his head. It's Marty he's, McFly. Yeah. He's just, but, but, yeah. He just walks through at the end like, hey. So that brings us to chapter 13. Poor Mikey. I know. You got to watch some Disney Plus, bro. <laughs> I don't have time. I don't have time. I still want do, do you want earmuffs? He's got earmuffs. Just oh, I don't. No, he already knows right the biggest thing about sure. it. What, Ahsoka? Yeah. I already knew that anyway. I don't know. That's I, the, I knew well, that I know before. Big, well, I guess it's the biggest thing, but it's not the surprise of the episode. Because we all knew she was coming. We all knew she was coming. We all knew it was Rosaria Dawson. Oh, yeah. And Well, Mikey did. I, I knew all of that, though. Well, no, you look like, who the hell's playing Ahsoka? <laughs> it doesn't look like it. Like, I'm looking at the picture of her. I'm like, that does not even look like Rosaria Dawson. Well, though, she's either. got... You know, usually she doesn't even, have horns on her. But head. even the face, though, it didn't look like her. Mm. It in that still, I don't know. In that I mean, still, yes, in the, they did do. I mean, they didn't do a bad job with the prosthetics. To me, My, you know, yes, the 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 Laku weren't to scale of what she should have had them as went to to connect to rebels. Um, but. You know, that wasn't the issues I had with Ahsoka. The episode was a really good episode. I, I enjoyed it 100%. Um, I realized my hang-ups with anyone playing Ahsoka. And I, I realized this when Beth and I were watching it because as soon as Beth saw Ahsoka come on the screen and when she spoke, Beth started crying. Because... Even though, you know, we don't have a, we're acquaintances with Ashley, mm. you know. Beth has a connection to Ashley as Ahsoka, where most people do. Mm -hmm. You know, anybody that, that's watched 
Rebels and, and Clone Wars, Ahsoka has a certain voice, mm-hmm. you know, and a lot, with especially with cartoons and stuff, a lot, most of the performance that you get is from the voiceover actor. Yeah, you know, there's action stuff going on the screen, but if that voice isn't portraying or isn't right for that character, you know it immediately. You know, it's when, when Tim Curry did the voice of the Emperor. Everybody was excited at first, but then all of a sudden you hear him and you're going, ooh, oh, this is, yeah, in Clone Wars, you're going, ooh, this doesn't work. I don't remember that at all. But seeing Beth's reaction to Ahsoka, it was kind of like I realized, yeah, my hang-ups about anyone playing Ahsoka are because I care about Ashley's connection to that character and what she's brought to it and what she's evolved it to be. So that's where I, you know, I'm trying to separate that, you know, and knowing, okay, yeah, you, you get other actors playing characters. You know, Doctor Who's a great example of that. Mm-hmm. You know, you have your favorite Doctor. Well, you also know that one changes anyway. So. You know that changes. You know, we've seen it with, you know, with the Incredible Hulk. You know, we've had three, four Incredible Hulks, you know, on live action. Superman's the same thing. We've had a lot of different people. Batman's a lot, a lot of different people, you know. So we get used to it. There are certain characters, you know, that we hold. You know, Ahsoka is a probably the biggest fan favorite character in the Star Wars universe as of right now. There's been a lot of Star Wars fans and people that wanted to have Rosaria Dawson play her as a live action character. They wanted her to be a live action. I'm one of those people that didn't need to see Ahsoka in a li- as a live-action character. Do I like seeing her? Yeah. Do I like to have more Ahsoka story? Yeah. But I don't need it and didn't really want to have that expand because I knew, you know, there's characters that, that you can take an alien character and put it into a live-action. Hondo could come into a live-action. You could keep the same voiceover actor, right, because it's an alien. Ahsoka, even though she's an alien, has very human features, face and everything, voice, you know. So you, you're going to lose that when you get somebody else to play her. Rosario Dawson, I think, did a great job with it. So I just want to say that right now. I did have a little bit of an issue with her lightsaber stance. She, ne- she didn't hold the lightsabers the right, the right way a few times. Because, you know, how Ahsoka always takes the sh- short one and she holds it backwards. She didn't ever do that. Yeah, she does. No. She does it once. Well, yeah. she does it once, but only when she has the single light set. When yeah, she, she loses flips the other it, one. She flips it, she flips it one time. Mm-hmm. Now, there's a couple shots. When, you know, when she walks up and she stands and she folds her arms and stuff, it's totally Ahsoka. There's a shot when she does this Jedi jump to a, you know, a building from the ground. Totally Ahsoka. I, I was glad that... I was uh, glad that at least uh, Rosario Dawson, as the actress, took the time to, you know, incorporate that. Oh, so you got to remember, Rosario Dawson really likes this character, too. Sure. She was fighting for a while to be like, if it's done live action, I want to play it. You know, there's a bunch of actors that do it because you know, <laughs> they, they want a job. They Well, no, it's just they, they love be that character. Wars. They love that character so much and they think, oh, that would be so cool to play that character. It's the same with, uh, like, Henry Cavill in The Witcher. He loved that character so much that he fought to be on that show. And I think that's the same thing with Rosario Dawson. 
seeing how much she loves that character is what made it such a good representation on screen. Well, she petitioned enough where no one else could think of anyone else for it. It's like the same thing yeah. with Patrick Stewart as, as Professor X. Mm-hmm. You know, fans petitioned so much for him to be The Professor only character X. that Wizard Magazine's cast of film ever got right. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I just, you know, there, I think that my my issues with the character, with the live action version of the character were based off of prejudice of, you know, favoritism towards who was originally well, yeah, you're, prejudiced. You're wow. Okay. No, I mean, okay. I, well, we've established. <laughs> I don't mean that. I don't mean that as race or anything like that. Cause I love Rosario Dawson. You have a bias. <laughs> yes. I have a bias. Mm-hmm. And it's also because you, you grew with this character watching it a certain way. Sure. So it's the same as like, you're finally seeing it in a different medium it's just different to you. Well, I think, Chris, you even said that the voice kind of, at first, kind of being different. The voice throws you off because it just doesn't sound like her. Here's the thing. You and I are kind of the same way with it. Yeah. We might be the only two people on the whole <laughs> freaking planet. I know. Because everybody else for the whole year, we're finally getting a Silicon live action. We're finally, this validates like social, social, And it's going to be the same thing as, as season seven. Yeah. Where everyone went into season seven of Clone Wars going Ahsoka, 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 Ahsoka. And then you get those first four episodes and it was like, what the hell is this? This is stupid. I hate this. Dave Filoni could die. Then oh, you get the, Ahsoka the in the middle. One, yeah. yeah. Then you get Ahsoka in the middle. Like, this is what I wanted. Dave Filoni could still live, but I'm really mad at him. <laughs> then you get the final four and you're like, Dave Filoni is the greatest person that's ever existed on the whole planet. I hope he kills Kathleen Kennedy, puts her on a spit, puts her right in front of the front of the sur- Yeah, Dave Filoni, yeah. What well, after greatest. episode seven, after season seven, everybody was going, they were calling for literally, like you just said, Kathleen Kennedy's head on a pike and Dave Filoni to take over Lucasfilm. Yeah. That's not gonna happen. Um I don't think Dave Filoni <laughs> wants to be an executive anyway. No. <laughs> Uh, well, he's an executive PD. I mean, no, I mean he doesn't. He doesn't want to be a studio executive. Oh yeah, no. Ellen, Dave Filoni's not the guy that's going to sit down and go, "All right, what are we doing with the next Star Wars film?" I don't want to do this. Ahsoka. <laughs> <laughs> hey Rosario, what you doing? Yeah, you want to work for six months in, a, in like Czechoslovakia? Um, <laughs> cheaper to film there. Um, yes, it, it's. <laughs> The fandom, this is all the, the, the live action thing. It's I I've, I've still hate the idea that that's validation. All of a sudden, her character matters. I'm like, did you go to Celebration? Right. When mm-hmm. she was supposedly killed at the end of Rebels, or the, uh, season two of Rebels, where you had people wearing Ahsoka Lives t-shirts, Dave Filoni on stage with an Ahsoka Lives with a question mm-hmm. mark, and them changing shirts with the Ahsoka Lives without the question mark, and everybody the going, crowd nuts, going nuts. And the people that were there dressed as Ahsoka. As I said, Ahsoka is the most popular mm-hmm. non-live action film character that's ever existed in Star Wars, and it's not even close. There is no one that's anywhere near it, because it's the second most popular medium, and you got... Six years of her at the time of this, now seven. She went from being one of the most hated to the most Yeah, she was just, you know, oh, she was so annoying in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, you were able to get, you get that story and whatever. So we have her in live action. And much like episode seven, or episode seven, season seven of the Clone Wars, I think people are going to be really pissed. I don't think you see her again until the final episode. Well, here's the thing. And I, I don't even here. know if you see her again in this season. I don't think, I don't, honestly, I don't know if you ever see her again in Mandalorian at all. I think if... In my opinion, I would say it would be good not to show her again. I think this was a good little tidbit to have. You may be right story. from a creative standpoint. You're going to be totally wrong from a fandom standpoint. Not if you get... Not if you take... I, hold on. I'm not done. Okay. I don't think they're going to be able to resist putting her in at least another episode in this season 
and putting her into next season. And that depends on, we have four out of the five episodes for this season start giving us a ton of mythology threads. Mm. And the idea of mythology threads is different roads and stories that they're giving you the start of. Yeah. We have Boba Fett in the first episode and the armor. <laughs> we could just ruin this whole thing for my kid. Yeah. It's not ruined because I still haven't seen it. So. Yeah. The second episode doesn't necessarily have... The third episode has everything with Mandalore, with, with Bo-Katan mm-hmm. trying to take back Mandalore and the promise the Mandalorian makes to her that he's going to help her. And about the... We have the same. last episode with all the stuff with Moff Gideon, what the child is, is going to be, or what the child is, why they want it. Yeah. We get that's of stuff that we're not exactly sure. We get space. We get all this stuff that, okay, there's a lot of threads to pull there. And then this one, we get Ahsoka's quest, which is to, I'm going to ruin it for you. I'm sorry. That's fine. Is to find Grand Animal Thrawn. Which ties directly into Which ties directly into Rebels. That's cool. Because Grand Animal Thrawn disappears with Ezra Bridger. And now with the first confirmation that Grand Animal Thrawn is alive in the post Return of the Jedi universe, which is going to make people's heads explode. <laughs> All I can see is, is the guy in the internet, those, those EU, bring back my EU, bring back my EU, who are probably sitting there going, damn it, I really like The Mandalorian too. Mm-hmm. Like, this is really good. Like, the sequels are trash. I hate them. I hate what they mm. did to Luke. Luke is my, my gay hero. I want to bang him, whatever. That guy's what? watching Mandalorian. Oh, those guys are so in love with Luke. That's right. why they hate the sequel trilogy. Because as I said, Luke turns into <laughs> turns out to be kind of a dick. I know. I love Luke. Um, Luke has always been my Luke favorite. is my favorite. I still love the sequel trilogy because he falls from the pedestal he's on. I'm perfectly fine with it. Anyway, that's not the point. Um, so we now have threads that connect to Rebels, possibly. Mm-hmm. I mean, it does exactly for the fact that Grand Admiral Thrawn's still alive. Last time we see him alive in the universe is the end of Rebels. Um, we find out the child's name. We find out some of the child's backstory. We get pieces from that. Who saved him? Where has he been? What is he doing? That he's had training. That he's had some training. Well, he Where says, is that? She says by, he was trained by several different He masters. says he's had many masters. Not yes. necessarily trained, if I remember right. But the point is. Well, he's old, so. He's well, that's it. But the thing is, he's not mature right. at all. That's the thing. Where he would be at, if he's 50 where he is, he would have been around 20 in episode three. When he smuggled out. That's less than half of how old he is now. With his ability where he's at right now, mm. he would still be an infinite 20. Correct. Like a total infant. So he's at the temple to to get started or whatever, but he's not doing lightsaber training. He's not in Yoda's right. he's not, he's a, not in he's Master Yoda's youngling class. He's yeah. Not, yeah, he's not a youngling, he's not a So he probably has no he has no fight training, he has no control training. And that's even she she says it in. Like he doesn't really have any control right. over what he's doing. He's just reacting to the moment. He tries to to choke out Kara. Yeah. He's mostly just taking stuff. He heals uh a grief because we needed to establish that before Ray does it a week later. Yeah. Um, <laughs> spend, the Force doesn't do that. Oh, no, Mandalorian did. Oh, okay, that's okay. That as long as the Mandalorian totally, did. Totally, that was the ex- reason for the it wor- Well, it, it works because it turns grief. You, you, you buy grief's sure. turn where he's just like, I don't, ha- I don't care about this creature, but this creature saved my life for no reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we've got a lot of stuff that's there. We have fun theories that people come up with. Like my girlfriend, it was awesome. 
Uh, that was a good theory, though. It was yeah. a really good theory. I'm so proud of her. Yeah. So after the episode, she sends me a text, mm. and she kind of means in a joke. She said, so what if... She says something along the lines of, and then we find out that the child is the another from Empire Strikes Back. And then she immediately says, haha, I'm kidding. And I stop wow. and I go, that actually makes sense. Yeah. Could to somebody, it could, yeah. Because yeah. there's nothing that, that, that refutes it. And this is going to turn the mics off. This takes me forever to explain. But so the another that's spoken in Empire Strikes Back. Because Vader says it. No. No, no. no. It's Yoda no, there is it. another where Yoda says it to Obi-Wan. This is all the super important stuff. Oh. So that the back, the, the behind the scenes story is that when it was written, Leia is not Luke's sister. You tell this right. a lot. Yeah, but it, it means something to this no, because there's there's something here. Who is the another in Lucas's mind? It can be one of three things. It's a character he hasn't introduced yet. Mm. It's Leia or someone he knows anyway, mm-hmm. not necessarily related to him, but you find out in the third episode Leia has Leia has a connection to the Force, whatever. Right. But then again, it can also be Ahsoka. Or, be or Ezra. Well, no, 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 no that's, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about when Lucas Lando. writes it in 1979. Yes. Okay, yes. 1978, 1979, whatever he's writing, he's either writing it as there's another character that he just hasn't come up with yet, right. or it's just something he puts out there to be like, I don't know where this story's going to go. Yeah, yeah. He hasn't written Jedi yet. Right. He doesn't come up with Leia being Luke's sister until like the second or third draft of Return of the Jedi when he puts Luke under the gantry, Vader's taunting him, Luke's not going to come out and fight him. How the hell do I get him out? I know the the chick that lung that Luke tongue banged in the last episode is his sister. Lung banged, lung banged should be tongue banged, but whatever. Wow, that's a long tongue. Yeah, that was, <laughs> that was Jar Jar's tongue. That's 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 Luke's special power. So we've spent all these years assuming that the another is Leia after right. that revelation, and especially that they've treated the idea that Leia could potentially be more powerful than Luke. She just doesn't get trained, right? right? But even that to me has never made sense because of the way Yoda says it. Obi-Wan oh. doesn't know who he's talking about. Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan would totally know. Yeah. That. I told you there can't, there's, there's might as well be Prana. They, they killed the uh, Pleco. Oh, wow. Oh my goodness. That's disgusting. I'm going to cut that part out. <laughs> um, <laughs> so. The, the way that he says, no, there is another, to Luke's for, or Luke's force, to Obi-Wan's force ghost, is someone that Obi-Wan wouldn't know. Yeah, because he I, knows I, Leia. So it can, I don't think it can be Leia. So who's the another? Now, we've seen three Yoda species. Yoda, Yaddle, who disappears after episode one, and there isn't a lot of canon stories with her, if any at all. And now the child. If Yoda's species is naturally force sensitive, mm-hmm. then this creature, and let's see, they're very, very, they're very rare. You're right. It'll be interesting to find out more about Yoda, possibly in High Republic, mm-hmm. about maybe his species that if they have a really long gestation, they're very difficult to mate. There's not a lot of whatever. Right. There's very few of them, but they're all really strong in the force. Yoda, by the point when the Emperor shows up, is already well over 800 years old. Mm-hmm. He's not going to defeat the Emperor. What was he when he was 100? Right. What was he when he was 200? Is he like a super a master badass. warrior thing? Yeah. We're sending Luke. Luke's leaving. He's leaving. He's going to go face Vader. He's not ready. You know he's going to lose. Maybe more than his hand. We don't know. Obi-Wan says, that's our last hope. Yoda says, no, this isn't. there's another. 
the hell is in another? What if it's this kid in the long-term plan? We can't start training him now. He's way too young. By that point, he's 25 or whatever. Mm. Yoda so, knows he can't train. He, he yeah, can't start. Yoda knows. As soon as, as soon as the child is saved from the temple, it's, it's said in the episode that he gets saved from the temple. Someone smuggles him out. That could be Yaddle. Could be anyone. It could be Yaddle. It could be someone we don't know. It could end up being Quinlan if they decide to change the. Well, no, they can't himself. change the canon because the book's the canon. Never mind. Yes, it could um, have been Yoda himself. No, because Yoda isn't there. He's the the, mm. the implication is he smuggled out during Order sixty six. Mm. Yoda's not on the planet. He's on Kashyyyk. Remember, he and and yeah. Obi Wan come back and find all the dead Jedi and younglings and find out that Anakin's like, check this out. <laughs> Someone online says, "This is stupid. I can't believe Anakin didn't kill him." And like, Anakin doesn't kill all the younglings. He just kills right. that room. Yeah. Right. So, knowing that this child at some point in the future could be strong enough to face the Emperor and defeat him, face Vader and defeat him. Even face Luke if Lucas falls. Luke, Lucas, if Luke falls to the dark side, what if he's the another? And that's the implication that she put in the thing. And I was like, it's and she, was like, work, and she yeah. said it. She was like, but I'm kidding. And I said, no, that's a really good theory. Yeah. It's easy to work in. Yeah, it's like probably yeah. because one of now the best theories for the child. Too. Yeah, that that's for the another. I mean, yes, the child right. that's there, it's, it fits into it. And I'm, I'm racking my brain thinking, is there something that contradicts it? I don't think there is. And it's based on the idea that Obi-Wan would not know. Whoever. But he wouldn't know that Leia is Force-sensitive, though? Oh, time, no, no, that's what I'm saying. That's why we were saying that that's the why other the, can't I don't be think the another Leia. is Leia. The right. way that he says it is he's so. telling Obi-Wan something new. Obi-Wan not, would have yeah, said, because oh, if it's flying, his Because, again, yeah. because the script's written, yeah, yeah. if we go backwards, he wouldn't have said, no, there's another... He would have said something like, no, we're just going to grab his sister. Yeah, no, because right. again, he's going to save his sister. Right. Mm -hmm. The another is also in danger. If Luke doesn't go and save them, there's a very realistic possibility that the other, the another, the Leia is going to yeah. get killed. Yeah. So we're going to leave Luke on this planet. Don't let him save them. Let them sacrifice themselves for him so that he can survive. But the one that the, the another is already on the, eh, wrong. So... It would be. It would make sense that whoever smuggles him out, you can infer the idea that whoever smuggles the child out, is able to get that information to Yoda confidentially, mm -hmm. and basically saying, "I'm not even telling you where he's going," right. because if you get captured, because at this point he hasn't left for Dagobah yet, he's still on Bale's ship. They don't tell Obi Wan because they don't want to give Obi Wan the knowledge that there's another one, and right. they don't want to have Obi Wan have the temptation of leaving Luke for the other person, just being yeah. like, "This kid's never going to defeat right. his dad." Yeah. The hell with that! I'm gonna go train this kid. Yeah. Just it just sort of fits. Yeah. And I was like going through the whole day, going, this totally works. I really like this. This is a good theory. So Lucasfilm can send checks to yes. Melissa, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> if Dave Filoni right now is listening, like, oh, whoa, hold on, just writing down furiously to get there. It was fun to kind of play that out once I saw that that well, you could just go into my head going. Wait a minute. This totally makes sense. As many times as we've talked about this, and we've never been able to figure out who and another could be, and then we get to a certain point of view, and you have what Obi-Wan's going through while Yoda's training Luke and everything. This makes perfect sense. Mm -hmm. This is this is probably the... If they don't work somehow, if this doesn't work out to be into it, it's a real missed opportunity. It's a it's somewhat, it's a, yeah. It's yeah. a real missed opportunity. Because I've always been, a not always, for the last couple of years, I've been obsessed with wanting to know who Lucas meant the another to be. 
Mm. Like, what was the yeah. thinking when he wrote that script? And again, right. it could just be, I always meant it to be Leia, but I never meant them to be brother and sister. Mm. Just the fact that it's right under his nose, basically what they did with Finn. Yeah. If Finn is force sensitive, but we just yeah. never see it in the three episodes. Um, the same idea, or if it really was, I just put it in there because who knows where we go. At right. this point, I know I'm doing at least one more film. I want to do three more somewhere down the line, so I put it in there. Yeah, Because maybe when I do episode nine in 10 years or whatever, when he was talking about it at the, at the time, um, that he would do, or episode seven, sorry. Uh, that he would have whoever the another was would show up in there. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that people drop yeah. in in sequential fiction, whether it's comic books, mm -hmm. TV series. I mean, the writers of Lost were like, we put a whole bunch of stuff in the first three seasons, yeah. knowing that we were not going to work on the show till the end. I just put it in there because somebody else will pick up on it. Well, Jeff Johns made a career out of it by picking up stuff out of Alan Moore for Green Lantern. Well, it's the sure, same thing as when Moz says, you know, I, Han says, how'd you get that? And she says, that's for another story. Yeah. yeah. Story for another time. So. For another time. Yeah, I mean, this, I mean, especially when you get to the point where, you know, in within this episode, and we really haven't really broke down the episode, we just broke No, that's the, he's the, the, the theories. Were, the episode is, is there's, there's a lot in it, and then he finds it, you know, he gets another ally. It, it's shaping up to be a lot like the first season. We learned that Beskar can, Beskar can, stop, can stop, stop a, a lightsaber. lightsaber. Damn. That's yeah. cool. I really thought that stick was going to be Cordis Metal. Yeah. That would have been awesome. Well, you've said all along that, but, you know, even before this episode came in, you said Beskar has taken over the role of Cordis. Beskar is yeah, like Cordis Plus. So Cordis Metal in the in the old oh, EU yeah. can disable if a, if you hit Cordis Metal with a lightsaber mm. with the the the, the blade, yeah. it shuts it down. Yeah, it actually shorts out your lightsaber for a while. You can't turn it back on. Oh, that's cool. So it's become like it's sort of like adamantium, and the idea it's it's super rare and it's super expensive. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I always thought people should just buy it and put it around their necks because we see a lot of beheadings. <laughs> you know, well, you know, you wear it as you know gauntlets. You wear them as gauntlets. Yeah, I mean, you have you a just lot make of it the, the collar stories. of your shirt and just pop. That's your what I mean. So they, well, they have a lot of guys that have them in gauntlets or whatever, so they can just stop right, the blade right. with you know, it's it. Chain metal, and it'll short it chain out. Well, why wouldn't Dooku know that then? Yeah, I mean, in a sense, because it's it's so rare and it's it's strictly for Mandal you know, for, right. for Mandalorians. Yeah, so it's not out there into the, you know, which makes sense why the Empire would want it. Also means that... <laughs> Django, like Vibranium. With well, yeah, Black <laughs> Django really should have put some Beskar on his neck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's the one that you have it now, because it's also like, as he's coming towards him, if Django's armor is made out of Beskar, why doesn't he just put his hands up? Yeah. But it's, again, written 20 years in a difference, so... <laughs> uh, we also, you know, we learned that... The child will be going to Groku. Grogu. Goku. Gro and uh, that's it's, as soon as I heard it, I was Gro like, Gro Oh, yeah. yeah it's it's Grogu. Grogu. R-G-U, I think. Yes. I wonder if all the merchandise of the, the like, they're doing the vintage collection card back and everything. I wonder if they'll change the name. Probably. Instead of having it just be the child. I mean, well, I was that's why I was wondering if they were waiting, why they were waiting to put out the Mandalorian with child, you know, Black series figure because it says Dinjaro on it. Yeah, I was wondering if they were waiting because they were no because it's already out. the The figure's been released in some stores already. It wasn't supposed to be. It's street name. Yeah, but it says it doesn't. It doesn't still, have his name. Yeah, on it's it. still. On, I mean, it's still there. With, yeah. with the child on it, but um, well, we found that he will be going to a Jedi temple. You know, where another eventually uh, see how he gets. Uh, yeah, he's going. He's going to. Yeah, I know, right. <laughs> so eventually. Dinjara has to, the Mandalorian has to take 
Grogu to this Jedi temple and put him up on this seeing stone. Yes, thank you. And then what a stupid fucking name. Sorry, I know <laughs> dumb name. Why wouldn't you go on the same with the wise? Well, that's what I said. I wanted to be Yenthal. <laughs> like if, if she just comes out and just, it's it's Ahsoka is basically talking communing to him, with him, communing with, yeah. and he says his name. And afterwards, I sort of really close like. His name is Yentl. We're like, yes! That's the other thing. I wonder if that species also has difficulty with spoken language, especially basic. Because if that species is super powerful with the Force, they might be able to communicate telepathically with one another. Mm. And now we know why Yoda doesn't really have a great grasp on basic. That mm. would be a great little yeah. added maybe yeah. little added thing to it. That was the one I came up with on my own. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but so apparently... He will, when he's on the seeing stone, if he chooses to go the path of the Jedi, will... Gryffindor? Okay. Sorting yeah. hat? <laughs> yeah. It's, it, 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 I mean, they, they're really going to the, the fantasy part of the science fantasy. Yeah. Yes. Which I've I've never really been a super fan of, like, the mystic, the super mysticism yeah, yeah. of it. Like, I still remember reading Dark Empire 2 and the, the Sith side adapts or whatever. Right. Or, like, doing hand symbols, like gang signs yeah. in order to manipulate the force. Like, that's dumb. Like, you should be able to just manipulate the force on your own. So, right. if he chooses to, you know, he will send out his... He can make the choice. He can send Speak it. to the force, and it's then an a amplifier. Jedi will return. Yeah. It's an amplifier, and a Jedi may come to find him. To train And him, once basically. that right. person comes, he can make the choice. Because Ahsoka's is the... The child's choice really is to stay with, with Dejarn. Right. Which um, immediately, the responses were, Sebastian Stan's gonna be Luke Skywalker. Now nah, they'll do it as either a digital or just in silhouette. Totally. If it's gonna be that, but also it if he has him, then Episode Seven makes no sense. I know. Um, Unless he dies on, that would suck. <laughs> Ezra has him. Well, that's know, that's the thing is as we talked about it that that this may coincide with what happens at the end of Rebels. Mm -hmm. Are we going to get a switch back to animation for that story, or are we going to get yeah. that in live action of Ahsoka coming to Sabine and saying it's time to go find Ezra? And as I when I was talking to I Rich, I said animation. you just see it, you just see it out of out of frame. You see the Mandalorian and Sabine, or the Mandalorian and like the child with him, well, or whatever. Remember. We know that there's another Disney uh, Plus series coming that is supposed to be female centric, central or centric mm -hmm. that takes place within a pocket of the Star Wars universe that's yet to be explored. Wild space. So it could very well. She well was talking, I think she was talking about timeline as much as anything else. Or timeline. It very well could be yeah. Ahsoka, Sabine. I wonder if they were waiting to see what the reaction was to Ahsoka live action maybe. to see maybe moving forward on doing a series is it for a, Ahsoka. Is the other Disney Plus series uh, animated or just another Disney Plus series? It's just, I it's, think it's supposed to be live action. Yeah, live ah. action. It's animated. It's live action. Here's the, There's the other thing with the episode is we also find out that Michael Bean got old and unrecognizable. <laughs> no idea it was him. Yeah. None. Yeah. Until oh I saw God. the credit. So go ahead and go into the Michael Bean is uh, Corporal Hicks. Among everything else from oh. Aliens. Oh. He's that. He's the SEAL team leader in Iraq. Oh. Uh, he's played a soldier, a soldier, <laughs> another soldier, a soldier, of a cop, a mercenary, a cop. It's like David Morris who plays, who plays either a cop or a military soldier, except <laughs> when he's a taxi cab driver as in his own series. Yeah. Um, 
So go ahead and go through the plot of it of this episode or the. Well, hang on before you do that. I, I kind of want to touch up on something and see what you guys think. You know, talking about uh, Luke Luke Skywalker taking the child, if, if that's the route they decided to do. With Ahsoka talking about how much the child has, you know, fear in him and, and how she doesn't want to train him because, you know, it's similar to right. Anakin and all that stuff. Oh. You think that if Luke did take this child, he was the first student that he had that kind of went to the dark side. And then with Kylo Ren, everything just kind of snowballed from, into from what we've been Last Jedi. Now, from what we've been shown, Kylo is the one that turns. Yes. He has a he has the school. Ben's at it. He's teaching Ben. He's teaching a small group of students, mm-hmm. and as he says, Ben destroys the school, takes a small group of students with him, or it, it, it's like he 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 leaves the night that he almost gets assassinated by right. his uncle, and then comes back, takes a few students. It's intimated those were supposed to be the Knights of Ren. They're not, um, and then destroys the school. And kills everybody that's there. Right. So here we go. Here, here's what happens when Gogu Grogu Grogu <laughs> Gogur is, is on the, is on the seeing stone. Luke Skywalker shows up, but so does another Jedi by the name of Mara Jade, and then they go off <laughs> together for a little bit, and she dies at the school. I. S- Still don't think they're ever going to touch that. I know. I'm I think that, I think that's the one grail. You want to blow Star Wars fans' mind? Yeah. You put Ahsoka, you put Grand Admiral Thrawn, and you put Mara Jade all into this series because Mara has such a longer story. You that will see everyone their loves. heads literally explode. I don't think that I, I I can't see them overriding that story. Yeah. I mean, you, you've already overwritten Heir to the Empire because it doesn't you know can't fit. But right. we're still going to get Thrawn and post Jedi, so we're writing a new story with Thrawn. As much as people are attached to it, I think they just want it. And then they have to realize that, yeah, the reason we got through Red of the EU is because we wanted new stories. We don't need the same ones over and over again. Um, or stuff that's adapted. The The thing is, just like just like we said, I know. You might be right. Um, just like we, we, we're looking at these pieces and going, like, like what did I say with Ahsoka? Like, well, we know she's still here. We know that she's alive at the end of Rebels. What the hell was she doing during the war? <laughs> right. She's a Jedi, for God's sakes. Well, what does she do at the... Where, yeah. where is she when Luke's rebuilding exactly. the school? And that's the other thing, is where is she now? Ezra's kind of the same thing. We're like, Ezra... One of the reasons that I said that they had to remove Ezra, whether they killed him or removed him from the playing board at the end of Rebels, was he's the same age as Luke, and he's massively more accomplished. Like, Ben's sitting there, and I'm going to train Luke. Who are you? Ezra, oh. oh, you've been trained by Kanan. Oh, he was. All right, so I'm taking Ezra. Luke, have a good time on the farm, buddy. <laughs> this guy's going to go. He's already defeated the Emperor. He's already walked away from him in a hologram form. He doesn't fall to his tricks. If. <laughs> it still would have been. Oh, dude, they should have done episode seven and had the bad guy be Ezra Bridger. I know. <laughs> if Snoke was Ezra, it would have been very interesting. Um, it's the whole legacy thing where you find out a shard head is Darth Gray. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's. The same thing here with when you have Ahsoka show up, it does bring up that question of like, where the hell has she been? What has she been doing? What is her story during the war? And that may be something that Filoni decides to mine, that she she's playing the Ronin, 
She's doing what neither the rebellion nor the empire is going to help with. The rebellion's like, yeah, we don't really care about crime in the outer rim. We can't do anything about it. We're not a government. The empire's like, we just let it happen. Everyone owes us money. She goes in and does these little things, but you don't hear rumors. You can get away with the idea that Luke wouldn't get some news. Is like, hey, you know someone with a lightsaber was on some planet that started slicing people up? That's the other thing with this episode. She murders people like crazy. Yes, she does. <laughs> she just lays waste to these guys. So here's the thing. Here, here's <laughs> the, I kind of do the line where... The Mandalorian's talking about that this stronghold that they're going to attack. And the Mandalorian tells us, like, he's got, what is it, like a dozen guards with yeah. heavy arms. And even with your laser swords, that's going to be a tough thing. And I just wanted to go, she just turned him like, bitch, I just fought an entire Star Destroyer of freaking clones. Don't tell me seven dudes with a rifle is going to cause me a problem. Well, the good thing is she kind of smirks. I and mean, granted, it's, she's yeah. smirking at the fact that he said laser swords. But you could take it as she's oh, smirking at awful. what she's going God, against. I can smell it from here. It's so bad. Um, oh, God. Yeah. It's awful. Uh, Saved by the bell. so awful. <laughs> we put it on for like two minutes. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, everyone there should be should be <laughs> arrested and tried for war crimes against humanity. <laughs> um, so, so here... They, How long is this scene? What is this commercial? They made the mistake of... Yes, they did. Making Saved no, by no, the no. Bell. Wait, wait, wait. Listen... If you if you would have taken that whole world with you know between out so that way you know Ezra because that's the way they they justified saving uh, you know mm-hmm. Ahsoka if you would have just left it where you didn't Ahsoka know, dies yeah no 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 <laughs> Ahsoka could have lived and been on because all we see when she's after she fights Vader is that she's left on that planet in that temple if if she would have been left there and it would have taken her that long. Till the end of the war to get off of that planet. There's either that or the idea that since she's not supposed to be alive, showing up would cause such a kind of chaos with people that knew her that everything kind of goes off track. The only one that really I knew mean, it's her the, at it's that the, time. It's the, it was Hera um, and Sabine. Uh, the It's kind of the thing from the first point of view book where, Ben tries to, or Obi-Wan tries to intimate to Yoda, like pulling Leia out now to come train with you is wrong. She's more important to the galaxy right. as a whole than Luke is. Luke disappears for a couple of years. No one cares. Leia disappears. The rebellion falls apart. Right. So, you know, you have to go backwards to make up excuses. She may be someone that's saying, I have to stay on the sidelines because I'm supposed to be dead. And because I don't want people to know that I'm alive for one reason or the other. But she I'm was not. already she was already involved with the rebellion. As I, that's what I'm saying. Is is she's um uh it, it's it's again you're you're not all of it's going to make sense. Okay, so we but we, if it's her if it's her thing to say I don't want people to know that I'm alive because I don't want to disrupt what's going on, or she doesn't want to you know she knows who Luke she, is. I mean, or she whatever. could have gone off to finish her training. Whatever, you know. whatever it's going to be. Um. Okay, so the rest of the episode, we, we had dealings with um, the magistrate of this small little town, which there's the, you know, this big industrial factory behind it because they've raped the entire planet for the Empire to build. Because her name um, is It's Morgan. not taggy, yeah. It's, it's not anything that we knew before. No, and I, I looked it up to see, and there's, no, there's yeah, never been any. New, but she's, a, she's a shipbuilder and supplier of kind of su- supplies for it. So we see the planets in, in bad thing, and there's like giant dewbacks in the background. Um, there's these cool, weird creatures that are just eating these dead logs. Uh, 
again, the second thing with Ahsoka is when she's fighting the magistrate with the Beskar steel, and I'm like, yeah, this woman defeated Maul for God's sakes. Like this, this, this shouldn't be a problem. Um, but it works. It's whatever. I'm being, had I'm being the battle. Star Wars fan that's nitpicking. Like she should have been able to take <laughs> her down, no problem. Uh, but I think that a lot of and it's so when Ahsoka's fighting her, the information that she's been asking for because we find at the beginning like, tell me what I want to know. What do I want to know? I want to know. And then you find out where's your master? Where's Grand Admiral Thrawn? This, I think, ties into the stuff that Moff Gideon's doing. Yes. Now we know how the Empire still has part of the reason that the Empire still is be able to make new weapons, new ships, new whatever has to do with this. What helps to have to, to have to do with this woman. I think all of this ties into the formation of the First Order. This really, because you know how Sloan in the books and everything, Sloan has become kind of the most central point of the empire. Right. Yeah, and she leaves at the Battle of Jakku. Right. She leaves so this on the makes ship you wonder where where does Thrawn fit in with Sloane in you know in the hierarchy of the remnants of the empire? Depends on how long he's been gone. Sure. You know, we don't we don't know where the space whales took him, the space squid whales. We don't yeah. know how far they went. We don't know how they survived being in hyperspace without plexus steel in front of their faces on the bridge of a star destroyer. Um the the there's, yeah there's enough tentacles in. that to like make oxygen or something, uh, they they just filled in all the gaps probably I guess guess so, um, but yeah it's all pieces to be and that's the kind of the fun thing now is all these kind of pieces as I said all these mythology pieces are on the board, and we're gonna see where they go. It helps that it, I think I think all of it kind of leads to and again we don't know if this is before or after the Battle of Jakku because the Empire is pretty defeated by the by the battle. Right. So the idea that the Empire would have no presence, really, of any note in the Outer Rim, where, where you know, Jajaran's not going to take Imperial credits. This doesn't do anything. The government doesn't exist out here. They still have a base on, on Navarro, obviously. That we and we know, that, we know that Thrawn wasn't at the Battle of Jakku. Yeah. So there's a, lot of, there's a lot of fun pieces that are in there that, you know, who knows where it leads to. But there's some fun stuff to play around with. And that's always... That's kind of the fun of, of those little things that you would get and that we went through when we were getting these little snippets of stuff back in the EU, the early EU, where you're just getting a couple of books and a comic book series. And you're like, okay, how does this fit together? Because it doesn't. The first two projects that they did <laughs> contradicted each other. But man, did people all of a sudden just start throwing out Star Wars figures of Ahsoka and and Thrawn at... The, you know the, the, uh, the SDCC exclusive? You know, that really pretty packaging for Thrawn that yeah. comes with those. Some guy put it up in the group for a thousand bucks just because, you know, oh, they mentioned Thrawn's name. Well, yeah, it's, it's, like, in, it's in the Zygus. I mean, it's the yeah. same thing. The it's Clone the Wars comic books. That too, Clone yeah. Wars number one, that everyone's first appearance of Ahsoka in, in comic books. I'm like, I don't know why that means anything, but okay. That book <laughs> yeah. graded at 9.8 is $700. Yeah. And it, I bought it. Not only do I bought I have, <laughs> I have a print of that cover because I love that cover, and it's painted by Dave Filoni. And it's signed by him. And I bought it at a shop in Chico. Yeah. <laughs> went into the shop and I'm looking around. I'm like, how much is that? And like, it's 10 bucks. Like, I'll take that. And I got it home before I realized, like, wait, that signature is real. That's not a that's not a facsimile. Like, it's really signed by Dave Filoni. Yeah, nice. Or somebody who knows how to do his signature really well. <laughs> um, so, no, it, it's, the, the, whenever it's mentioned, it's the same thing. Heir to the Empire, number one. Yeah. All these guys that have them in nine eights are like, how much do you think this is worth now? Hold or sell. And then there's, there's 300 comments and... Every other one is hold it, sell it, hold it, sell it, hold it, sell it, hold it. These guys are idiots. I never understand this. It's like, what's the first appearance of Thrawn? I'm like, Heir of the Empire, the book? Yeah, right. In 91? I mean, 
And then you get, you get the Dark Horse uh, comic version. Yeah, and then there's the there's the the version of the book. So that's the first in canon comic appearance. But these guys are because they're always looking for something to to to. It's just to make up that there's some value in this sort of thing. It was for the it's bad really things, good. and I left a couple groups because you know most also, of the that that's the the, the comic book investment group I'm in. The guy spoiled it at six thirty in the morning. Yeah, because if he put it in, he's like, "So should I be selling the Thrawn books now?" And then he just got lambasted. And this guy's a total like I I can't I hate this guy. He has his posts are like eight hundred miles long. He always shares stuff from we got this covered and other sites that are always complete BS. Mm. He's like, so you guys get mad at me when I post stuff that doesn't have any factual evidence, but now that I post something that did because it's a thing and I just want to know about the books, you guys are mad. Like, yeah, because you spoiled the episode, you jackass. <laughs> What's well, what the, a couple yeah, of the art guys on yeah, one of the art guy guys goes, on well, Instagram was just like, if you haven't watched the episode, that's on you. I'm gonna post it. You should stay off social media. This is up to you. And it's like, is that, that's the way guy like that called day. everybody Disney yeah. princesses, right? Yeah, it's like, just wait, wait a, a day, week, man. Yeah. In in our Star Wars group that 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 I'm in, it's uh, we don't say anything until Monday. Right. So all of us now, after the last two episodes, we're going like, "Is it Monday yet, you sons of bitches?" <laughs> the the uh, scum group, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, when they usually on Monday, the I post this big huge thing, and I get one or two of the guys that goes, "Okay, yeah, what he said." <laughs> Holy crap! <laughs> it's the culture of having to be the yep. person you that's first, the, it's the first about. Thing. It's not even the first thing anymore. It's you want to be the dick that ruins it for everybody. Like I, was, I already watched it and you didn't, and so right. It, and the guys are like, if you're a real fan, you make phone, you make time for it at midnight the night before. I'm like, no, I got to be at work at seven in the morning. So right. no, I'm not staying up till midnight to watch the Mandalorian. I was in this Star Wars diorama group, and this guy put up diorama a picture, a picture of you know Mandalorian with you know Ahsoka and Thrawn and the child and everything, and it you know, and the first comment was. Yeah, we get what you're trying to do, but this is supposed to be for dioramas, you know, and yeah. you didn't, that has nothing to do with the diorama. It's just, you put them in front of a wall. And it's like, you know, everyone yeah. was putting down, yeah, the dick just wanted to be the first one that spoils it. Yeah. And it's like, you know, most groups that I'm in. Are, it gives know, them the elitist that I've already seen this and I know what happens and it's a big deal. So I'm going to well, share it's just it with like you the, It's just like the, all of a sudden you see, you know, in the in the Star Wars, you know, selling the figure groups mm-hmm. where all of a sudden they're putting up Ahsoka and the Thrawn and everything to sell at, you know, these yeah. astronomical prices. I'm not spoiling anything. You guys said I couldn't spoil anything, but you know what? You're spoiling it. Yeah. That's yeah. why next week we're going to put up a whole bunch of, um, just take the crappiest figures that aren't worth anything. <laughs> put up like Max Rebo. Here's Max Rebo. hundred thousand. <laughs> Constable Zuvo. Yeah. Constable Zuvo well, has hel- actually <laughs> been in two episodes. Well, his helmet has. <laughs> the design work that's there, and well, it's really because, as Farvel says in the in the the journey or the making of this, whatever that thing is, gallery. we just go into the we just go into the warehouse and just grab shit because we got nothing. We can't build anything. Well, his entire costume's in one episode, not the first episode, the first time. Yeah, it's still, it, it doesn't mean that it's him. Yeah, no, it's I just know. like if if you get the name, everyone went crazy mm-hmm. when it was like Yulik Keldroma's in the the visual guide to to the solo movie that that's part of the the relics that are in Dryden's office. Yeah. They mentioned you look at that means those are canon. I'm like, no, it doesn't. It just means the name is there. It's okay. They've only had it for like five years. What's well, just <laughs> like the brandy you found the other day. Oh yeah, the Savarine. It's in a Mara Jade comic. She she goes up to a, she's at a bar, so she orders Savarine brandy. Oh. And it's the planet from Solo. And that's what isn't that what they asked for? Yeah. Yeah. They asked for a brandy when when Memphis Ness shows up and that great music hits. And I hear you've got great brand. She takes the thing off and she's like, I need a drink. 
And then, but even I, I even think, when uh, uh, even when Beckett shows up, he says, "I hear you make great brandy." Yeah, something like that. I don't know. Mm. You just figure Ron Howard's just flipping through a book, going, "Let's see, I need a planet that already exists. We gotta stop having new planets." <laughs> <laughs> There's only three planets in the galaxy: Coruscant, Tatooine, and everything is new. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing ever happens on a planet that you haven't already gone to. I mean, even in Episode Nine, like Endor. No, we're gonna go to some. We're going to Endor. We're going Jason. to a planet that's right next to Endor. Has a completely different climate <laughs> and yeah. a lot of water, and then well, you make a big deal about Ray getting to the the ship, but don't make a big deal about the fact that Jaina and 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 Finn make it without with no problem. Jahana, whatever. Jaina, Jahana, Jana, Jana, Jenny, Jana, Jahana. Lando's daughter, J A N N A, little Lando Calrissian with boots. And on that note, we're going to wrap things up. So well, make we're sure you get something. What? Forgetting something. <laughs> oh, yes, we are. So last night, um, it was about 12, 12 o'clock our time. Yeah, you said that he sent that late. So yeah, it did. It, it, it was just posted by his management company, David Prowse, the man who embodied Lord Darth Vader. Literally, passed away at age eighty-five. But yeah, his his. First thing I said is I didn't realize David Brown was still alive. <laughs> well, the funny thing is I, I retweeted and I, I put on, you know, I wrote a tweet that uh, said something about, you know, with great heartfelt. Uh, Power I, comes great responsibility. <laughs> no. Wrong franchise, asshole. I said it comes with, it, it was great sadness. Like response from Lucasfilm. <laughs> no, from the Nerdables. <laughs> Uh, Twitter page, I put, it's with great sadness that we say goodbye to the man behind the mask. Rest in peace, Lord Vader. And his management company immediately, like not even 30 seconds later, retweeted it and liked it and everything. I was like, well, that's cool. But they were the first. They're not going to listen to the show. I know know they're not going to listen to the show. But I just wanted to give that shout out to thank you in case somebody did listen to the show from there. Um but I'm also the only one in this room that's actually met David Prowse. I've met him. Did you meet him? Yeah. When did you meet him? One of the celebrations. One of the celebration. I met him in 92 at San Diego. Yeah. I shook him down for $5. <laughs> you mean he shook you down for $5? No, I shook him down for $5. So it was the first time I went to San Diego. I went with white chocolate. And we only went for one day because you used to be able to do the whole show in a day. And we were, you know, walking around or whatever. And there's a table and there's David Prowse. And I had not met anyone that was associated with Star Wars by that point. I hadn't gone to a lot of conventions or those types of things. And he was he had prints for sale and he would sign them for fifteen dollars. And I thought I'm getting I'm getting Darth Vader's autograph. Sure. So I choose one. So he signs it and everything. We say hi and you know talk a little bit. And I have a twenty and he says he doesn't have any fives. And so I, and he's like, Well, if you come back later, I'll give you your change. I was like, Okay. So eventually we kinda of go through the con and then we get in line. This is uh the year of image, it's Spawn number one, Wildcats number one, Youngblood number one, and Liefeld, Klee, and McFarlane are all signing. So White Chocolate and I get in line, and we're in that line for like three hours. So in the time that we're in the line, these two gentlemen in front of us, we you know, kind of not become friends, but we're talking and everything, and we would leave the line to go do something and come back. So I told him I got to go get my money because, you know, if I'm an adult, I have no problem. I don't care. When I'm 16 at San Diego Comic-Con and I don't have – any money other than what's in my pocket. Five bucks is a lot. <laughs> so I go back, and he still doesn't have $5. But I get the chance to talk to him a little bit more. Whenever I go back in line, 
And I still remember the guy looks in one of the gentlemen that's in front of us looks like, do you just go shake down Darth Vader for five bucks? I was like, yeah, and I got to go do it again. So I ended up going back three times before he finally had five. I don't know if anyone was, everyone was just giving him 20s and not giving him any fives. Like, no one was actually giving him 15. I think everyone was, it was, everyone was like, keep the change. But this he little really snot nosed kid. Yeah, this little snot nosed kid was like, I know, I want my five bucks because I don't know what the hell we're doing for the rest of the day. Like, and, uh, here, take it. Like, the third time he finally had it and he was cool about it. So that was, that's always my David Prowse experience because he's really. I think there might only be one or two other people associated with Star Wars whose, whose autographs I actually got. I really, I wish I had more money when I went to Celebration in 2007. That back row, and I could have got like Piet and Elisker and all that would have yeah. been great. But, and it was, it was just fun. I still remember that line. Did you just shake, did you just go to shake down Darth Vader for five bucks? <laughs> um, that was, it was, it was cool. It was just fun to do. That picture, the picture that they have um, that has Carrie Fisher, Kenny Baker, uh, Peter Mayhew, David Browse, Mark Hamill, and Harrison, Harrison Ford. Ford only Harrison and Mark are still alive, but Anthony and they, Smith they, they, Anthony Davis, Anthony Daniels is not in that picture. Yeah. Um, so they, they have like where they faded out. The other ones are made him into force ghosts. Mm. The shocking thing with that picture is how much taller Peter Mayhew is than, than Peter, yes. than Prowse. Prowse yeah. is super tall. He's like six, six. Peter Mayhew is towering over oh, him, yeah. but he still had, he still had, you know, um, he had lifts, you know, the boots oh, were yeah, huge. Yeah in order to get him kind of close to the same size. And obviously the helmet makes it a little bit bigger and stuff like that. And he but. also didn't have a shot of Mayu and Prowse together. Yeah. Um, also, Prowse was a, a big dude, too. He was, a, was, he was a, like he a bodybuilder. He was a professional yeah. bodybuilder. He was the body. So. He, he trained uh, Christopher Reeves for Superman. Yeah. Yeah. So he did a lot of stuff. He always said that his favorite role was, um, it was like the green guard, which is yeah. the crossing guards in, in, um, in England. Mm-hmm. And he was like on TV as the green guard to teach kids how to, you know, like to respect the green guard and be like, you let him when he, when they're going to tell you when to cross and when to stop and you should listen to them and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So by all means, just a, just a wonderful gentleman that everyone kind of loved. And, and I didn't get to spend that much. I just, you know, I got to spend more time with Peter Mayhew because Ara, you know, yeah. Arabella was littler and he was, she was carrying some doll around or something. And he's like, Hey, come here, come here. And he was, was talking to her for like 10, 15 minutes mm-hmm. and then just gave her an autograph, you know, and, but he was playing with, you know, her. That Rich then stole from Arabella. <laughs> 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 but it was, you know, a great moment for her, you know. Like, Which she doesn't Bella, remember. No, she, no, she, <laughs> actually, kidding. she does I'm remember. Kidding. It hasn't been that long ago. I know, I'm kidding. But, you know, got to spend, you know, a long time. She may time. not care, but she remembers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But no, it's just, you know, Bethel. Beth, uh, it's just something to realize when, when, especially when you see that photo that the people that we grew up with that were yeah. behind the scenes for these, mm-hmm. you know, even something. And, and when you're connected as you are with this franchise, even someone like Zev from empire strikes back, who has a line or two, mm-hmm. when that person passes away, it means something to you. Be like, okay, that guy was a small part of, or a big part of, um, right. something that, that brings you something. This is uh, in the memories for today. I don't remember if it was today or yesterday. A few years ago was when Irvin Kirshner passed away. Yep. And that one really hit me because Irvin Kirshner directed my favorite Star Wars film. He made me into such a Star Wars fan. That was Empire was the ceiling. I saw both of them in the same year. Mm-hmm. The re-release for Star Wars when I was four and then Empire. And he also got Metal Dinosaurs. And yeah, it was also the first time I realized like, they didn't really make 60-foot metal dinosaurs <laughs> that shoot lasers. So how the hell did they do that? So I got interested in filmmaking and story. And so, like, Kirshner has – I'll never meet him, obviously, now, but I never did. And, he, I mean, he's had that effect on 
hundreds of thousands of kids, yeah. more than likely. But that's it still meant something. Me. She was like, she was like, well, or Arabella goes, you know, when Mark Hamill dies, it's just gonna be, you know, no one's, we're not gonna do anything. It's just gonna be a very devastating day. Yeah. That was when Carrie Fisher died. Yeah, and that's, I, the, that's, loudest, what I said. that's I said. the loudest F word I've ever uttered at work. <laughs> I scared the living hell out of my coworker. I'm in the back. You know, because she's stable the day before, and I get that message that, that she had passed away, and I screamed it, and poor Nora is, like, coming back to the back, and I'm like, are you okay? And I'm like, no. And she's just looking at me like, what the hell is wrong with you? And then when I said what it was, I was like, okay, that makes sense. Well, that's what she said, and she was like, you know, Beth was like, you... We know at some point, Harrison Ford is likely going to pass away. I don't know. He might survive forever just on pure grumbles. Well, that's what Beth asked me. She goes, you, you never got to meet Carrie Fisher, did you? I was like, no. That, Becomes that a silent love. noise at elephants. <laughs> <laughs> Carrie Fisher's one I would love, because she's just so nuts and just so I have, much fun. I have a I have a, uh, a photo of Carrie Fisher that's signed, but it wasn't signed to me. It wasn't in her presence. I bought it as a secondhand mm-hmm. with a COA. Um but that's as close as it as it got. Again, that was early, early, early San Diego where Star Wars was kind of fallow and it wasn't the most expensive thing in the world. And now you're like, how much is that autograph? How much is that autograph? Two hundred fifty. And Mark Hamill, you know, it's like I'm always Mark Hamill adjacent. <laughs> Never six there degrees with, of Mark Hamill. Not even six. It's like you know, just Two, without yeah. reaching. You know, <laughs> when Eric Bowser tells the story of Mark Hamill texting him while he's in Toronto or whatever at like two in the morning, yeah. like, I want to see your child. I'm like, you. Bitch, man, <laughs> get him on the phone. Yeah, you know, it's, when I want to. I want to be. I want to be. I'm Uber inviting commercial. you to a party, and you're going to invite Mark Hamill. You're bring, no, you're bringing. <laughs> you're Mark bringing Hamill. Mark Hamill. Well, no, don't we, worry. Uber will bring him a veggie cheeseburger or whatever. Well, it's like when you know when when we were on when they were recording, you know, put some boots. And Eric's mm-hmm. like, oh, I got you know, I got, I can't talk right now. I got to leave. I got to go. You know, he's you, you'll love this. I got to head to Mark Hamill's house. You, Bastard, can I come with you? <laughs> yep. I don't think you'd survive. You don't probably, think I would? You'd have an aneurysm right <laughs> I there. Probably I would. My head would explode. Head would explode. His pants would be creamed. Ew. <laughs> He'd probably shit himself. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. He's going to die. So all three of those things will happen. Well, I've met, you know, and been around, you know, people much more A-list and than Mark Hamill, but probably no one that's ever had as much effect on my life as, you know, as he has. Can you imagine if he met Firefly? <laughs> I've met Nathan Fillion. Or you just mean the ship? The ship, yeah. The real ship comes down. There you go. No, I, I've met Nathan and, uh, matter of fact, it was at uh, Earth 2. Mm-hmm. And Alan, too, in it. Yeah, I was allowed to be there. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, we, we, were, we were busy. Yeah. <laughs> we had to work. <laughs> I we don't even remember seeing them come in. There was, no, they they was the Sherman Oaks. We they, weren't. We oh, were. We didn't go. Right. That's right. Because they, they kept con. saying that, like, oh, I don't think they're actually going to be here and everything. So we never had a time. Versus when Brian K. Vaughn was there, where it's like, nope, I'm bringing them in yeah, droves yeah. and bring them in groups, and then have other other team members be mad. As a matter of fact, Alan was hitting on Beth that day. We cut in line. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, we cut in line because I got to go back to work. Yeah. Well, it's Kendra with you, and it's because she worked for me. But yeah, no, they we we talked to them for the longest time too. Yeah, because no one was there. Yeah, was <laughs> so few people. There's so less people than they thought well, because they Fillion and yeah because they were that was like the one of the last two stops. Mm. I do love all the pictures of everyone saying that Nathan Fillion was like, I don't want to be here. I just want to go home. Hmm. Well, you could tell he he was very tired at that time. Yeah, because he'd done like four. <coughs> yeah, well, 
one, he did a whole bunch of comic shops, and two, I don't think he really cares. <laughs> no, but he was very, you know, he was very gracious. To yes, you. of course he's very gracious. TMZ exists. So oh yeah, <laughs> the internet exists. The <laughs> Philly is a <laughs> treats you like. But crap. you know, Arabella was asking him all kinds of questions or thing, and they were you know nicely a- answering him and stuff, and you know they were talking to be a kid. That's oh <laughs> <laughs> well, you know we we had a good time. How much money you got, kid? I always miss all the cool people at Sherman Oaks. Mm-hmm. Guillermo del Toro. Oh, yeah. Stephen Amell. Was the one <laughs> Stephen Amell did? Stephen Amell came in. So Stephen Amell comes in, right? It's when Ben worked for us. and ben, So Stacy's there, and she's like stalking him out, whatever. So he comes in. He talks to Ben for a little bit. They were eating at... Blue. Not the road next. I think they were going to Blue Jam. Yeah. And so he had a few minutes, so he stops in the shop, and then he leaves. And then he says something to Stacy, and Stacy just calls me screaming and i think something's wrong yeah so i pick up the phone i was like stace what's wrong what's what's going on and i'm thinking like they're being robbed or something right. and she's like and Stephen amell was here Stephen amell was here and ben didn't tell me he didn't tell me at all i'm here in the store he's like put ben on the phone you're fired it's like why does he get the hell out of my store what is wrong with you Okay, go get, go find him and bring him back in and he makes <laughs> dragging great, down the street he, he makes this, this great sign that he puts Dear Mr. Arrow, please come back. <laughs> and it's, he found a picture of him with like the four arrows from um, uh, the Robin Hood men in tights where he's got like the stacked yeah. arrow on it, but it's on the compound bow. <laughs> this is please, Mr. Arrow, come back. And he said, you better get him back in the store. He never shows up again. And I remember I had to go there that night. And I just look at him like, get out. Just get out of the store right That's now. Um, Pat Oswald came into Northridge once and I didn't have the book he was looking for. I remember that. <sighs> I miss Mignon Wen when she came. Like the oh. one day I wasn't at, she just at came Northridge. Out of the blue? She came in looking for um, Agents of Shield, Agents of Shield <laughs> comic that they did because she was the her character was in it. So she wanted one. And then Ben, uh, not Ben, Brandon got to it. And I was like, well, there you go. Did you did you give her your card? Um, <laughs> yeah, I miss Guillermo del Toro. Kirk died. And you see the wood sprite just. Go off into space. The one he just sends the picture. I'm like, is Gerald the horror in your story? He's like, yeah, I got to meet Gerald. It was so cool. I was like, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, we, there's a lot of stories we have that we've met people and other things like that. That you know, there's always that next person. But I think Hamill would be one that would just you know, I, I mean, I, I don't get, I don't get you know, starstruck, starstruck over you know people. You know, not he just even. names drop them all the time. Yeah, <laughs> I, I went to so and so's house and was just hanging out. Well, yeah, cool. but I, I yeah, it's, it's telling him what's up. You know, I asked him if I could I have one to. of his four Ferraris. He's like, maybe I don't know. <laughs> That's one of the perks of my job, you know. But the perks of living in Southern California. That is true. If there's one listener that's just like in like Topeka, Kansas, going, I'm not, I'm not meeting any stars. Well, it's because he's in Topeka, Kansas. <laughs> that's the point. <laughs> it's always funny to hear all these stories of people out here. That's like, oh, I met this and I met this. Is that, but you know what? That that person in Topeka, Kansas is laughing about it. That we don't Being have corn? No, the fact that we are paying $3,000 a month a for a single bedroom <laughs> yeah. apartment where he's yes. paying probably 300 He's not even <laughs> so. doing that. He probably owns a house. Um, <laughs> the, the Kevin and Bean... Bean and Allie are doing a show and they have this running almost famous segment. People mm-hmm. call in like how close they are. There's always fun ones. I was like, I think, I think I have four of them that are just like weird stories with people, including 
Oprah Winfrey nearly knocking over somebody I know at uh, <laughs> the Festival of Books. Uh, know, I've got I've got tons of weird stories, from, uh, but I don't know. We're going to wrap things up. That's a story for another time. That's a story for another time. I don't have that as a button. There, that'll work. Second, second there button that you use. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we need the buttons anymore. <laughs> uh, so we're going to wrap things up. So make sure you check us out on Facebook.com. At Ner- Wait, whoa. Did you forget? <laughs> I totally just brain farted. <laughs> check us out at Facebook.com slash Nerdables. We're also on Twitter at Nerdables Show and on Instagram as Nerdables. So for Chris, Ethan, and Mikey, I'm R.A. saying we will talk to you next week. <laughs>